Good to have you along here on this Wednesday. Kevin Thomas and Ben Troop in here talking about pipe dreams and fantasies. It's going to happen. And that was a uh, <laughs> something we thought, hey, the Braves couldn't win three games. That was a uh, pipe dream. Kevin, you said the magic number was three, yeah, the, and now <laughs> it's up to six. Now it's up to six, and so we'll get to that uh, here on the show. A lot of people still wanting to debate that Desmond Ritter should be starting for the uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. We'll talk about that more Defections to the LIV tour. We'll talk about that uh, as well. Ben, you got troop talk coming up in the final hour of the program as uh, NIL ever evolving. Tell us about uh, about today's guest. You're going to talk to later in the show. Yeah, I mean uh, Jason Belzer, a guy who's uh, going to be doing some big time things. We can talk about NIL. We've had a guy like Darren Heitner uh, on the show before. Just talk. And the thing about it is, these guys are very, very interesting, Kevin, because. It's ever-changing every single day. If I go refresh on you know, social media right now, I can't keep up with it. That's why I do Sports Talk Radio, <laughs> because I don't need nobody asking me. But, yeah, Jason Bell I mean, should be an uh, incredible true talk later on. Got, got a big announcement uh, going on in the ATL. Anybody that's somebody going to be there looking forward to true talk it's later got on. It's what an NIL Summit. NIL Summit up like there that, in the yeah. ATL. Shouty Yale got some big-time guests going to be in the building. So, again, an ever-evolving uh, situation there around, uh, around college football. So, We'll get to that uh, coming up on the show. But, Ben, the Braves are doing now what people hope they would do, which is take advantage of a weak schedule. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. They've won six in a row. Problem is the, the Mets have also uh, gone 7-3 and three in their last 10. However, since their schedule turned a little more difficult, they're 3-3 three and three in their last six against the Dodgers and the Padres. And so I saw you know some people out there go, oh, yeah, well, the Braves are beating up on the Diamondbacks and the A's. So... Like I said, hey, if my team's struggling, I will take the Diamondbacks and the Rockies and the A's every day, all day. You go play the Yankees and tell me how tough you are and then tell me what your record is uh, when it's uh, when it's over with. But, no, six-game winning streak. You feel like the team is using this to get a little bit of the, uh, of the magic back, so to speak, uh, Ben. Again, will they play tougher teams? Yep, but not till the end of the month, not till the end of June. And... You're starting to see it uh, a little bit, Ben, as far as I'm concerned. The Ronald Acuna Jr. swag. Michael Harris has put a little yes. uh, a little yes. bump into this team yes. uh, defensively. Uh, you're starting to see the, the starting pitching the last four or five nights has been really, really good. Not that it's going to be like that every night, but if you can do that against teams you're supposed to beat when you get into uh, you know good elite competition, you should still be able to go out there and perform, and the Braves have been doing that. The one thing about this Braves team, Kevin, that you keep mentioning is momentum and confidence. We kept saying, what is it going to take? What is it going to take for them to start stream rolling again and really finding? Now, I thought it was going to be Ronald Acuna Jr. It could be the addition of, you know, A1 Michael Harris, the third, out there really getting it done. I'm sorry, the second. I'm sorry. If there well, is, unless he's got a little on the way. If he does, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to break news here or anything. But I think what it is, too, Kevin, is – it's a confidence build on you know in all three phases of the game. You talk about you talk about starting pitching. You talk about the lineup, right? You talk about you, t- you know you talk you, you talk about uh, you talk about the bullpen. And the thing about what a Michael Harris will bring to the table is Kevin is he is sensational. Like I don't, it's almost like baseball knows. Hey man, give him something he got to run down. Give him something he got to stretch out. And this is when you know Michael Harris is the truth, right? I know the plate appearances are going to get better. I know that he's going to get better, but. Baseball is about what am I elite at, right? And I know I know you know Andrew Jones in the building. We'll get that. We'll get to that a little bit later. But I think Kevin, what it is is, you know, Ronald Acuna Jr., which we are gonna get to him. Is just, I mean, 
can't really compare him to anything right now. You just happen that he played for the Braves because if Ronald Cooney Jr. played in any other in any, for any other team in this division, not the Braves, I would hate him because that's how great of a player <laughs> he is. But for people that say, "Oh, you're beating up on," you're supposed to. The Braves are supposed to beat up on bad teams, and. Kevin, what is doing is I'm not apologizing that for playing bad. Yeah. I'm not. A, listen, this is the same team that couldn't win a series to save their life. Couldn't get every time they get the two wins. Like, well, you already know what the third one's going to be. But they're getting on a nice little road. They do. They seem to be having fun doing it. As you mentioned, the, start, the starting pitching is better when they understand. Hey, man, these bats are high. Meaning, I don't control the offense. But when the offense and the, when the offense and the defense is clicking. That's going to help the bullpen. That's going to help the starting pitch. That's going to help the lineup. So what I like the most about the Braves right now is they're living up the expectation. And when people say, I, Alex Anthopoulos, look, I don't know how it goes when you decide to call somebody up. I don't know what goes into it. Outside of the fact that they down there, AAA or AA, balling, Michael Harris is, I mean, once again, if you want to play for the Braves, two things you need to do. You need to ball in AAA and AA, and you need to be from Atlanta. Because you got a good <laughs> chance of getting called up or being traded from the team you was on. But shout out to them Braves, Kevin, getting it done, having fun. And like I said, you know, it's not like everybody is balling at the same time. But this lineup is one that we say anybody can be hot. And if, and if the guy who's hot just happens to be Ronald Lacuna, he makes everybody better because that means he's playing, he's playing uh, in his rhythm. And, Kevin, I know we're going to get to Ronald Lacuna Jr. later as far as, like, everything ain't for everybody. Listen. To baseball traditionalists, they love him and they hate him. Like, love the fact that he's great, but he he does everything that you probably wouldn't like. But I think certain guys, you got to just let them be who they are. But so far, so good. Six in a row. Hopefully, you make that seven in a row. Listen, uh, who who plays for the Lays? I think I seen somebody yesterday with their, uh, with their rings on. Yeah, uh, you had uh, – um uh, Christian Pache and uh, Stephen Vogt got their rings last night. And, yeah, and and, and 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 think about this. That's when you know the Braves are balling. Like I saw it on social media. Now, Christian <laughs> Pache, I mean, you know, he probably don't like Michael. He probably don't like him. He ain't got nothing to do with yeah. Christian Pache. But think about that. Christian Pache got called up last year. Mister, oh my God! Speaking of Andrew Jones, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that too. Yeah, I'm like, I'm be tw- I'm wear 25 out there. No, don't do it. But then what did Michael Harris? I don't. Give me numbers you gonna give, give me. me. Give me every, anything else with that, yeah. But uh, but love, love, I, loving what they're doing, loving the fact. Listen, Kevin, it's easy to come in here to talk about the Braves when they're winning because it just you know it just resonates throughout the entire city, resonates throughout the entire team. Hopefully, they can keep it up. Yeah, and if you're Michael Harris, if you can make Andrew Jones go, ooh, that was nice. Oh, Andrew uh, Jones, you know, was nice yeah. yeah, Andrew Jones was in the house last night and he made that catch. And you say they went to him. He's like, ooh, that was nice. And Andrew Jones might be. Come on, one, of the, one of the best to ever do, if not the best. Yes. I, I, look, I, all I will say, and I've seen people debating why Andrew Jones isn't uh, getting more consideration for the Hall of Fame. He should. You and I were talking about this. What ten Gold Gloves? Yeah, ten. That's a decade. Ten. A decade of elite play. And I've heard. Am I, when, do Mike Trout have a Gold Glove? I think. I think a, we were looking up yesterday. I, like I, he was we, trying we know to he get got one. a defensive player. Like, we know he got that, but does he have a Gold? Glove? And all and all I'm saying is, Kevin, they're not comparing apples. If you if you are a baseball fan. You know how great Andrew. Oh Jones. sure, and, and, I, I, and I, I, I don't like the I don't like the the offensive statistics that China. Oh, he ain't. He's got, got over four hundred home runs. Four hundred like thirty four. Yeah. So look, he's still up. Look, all I know is that when Andrew Jones played when I was younger, the the folks who had seen more baseball than me uh, at that point uh, were saying, "Hey, Andrew Jones, best center fielder since Willie Mays." Plays defense, best defensive center fielder since Willie Mays. Uh, Willie Mays is a Hall of Fame. Now, granted, he's got a boatload of home runs, too, but 
Willie Mays Hall of Famer. Andrew Jones should be there. I'm not going to say that. But you make Andrew Jones, who knows how to play some center field, go, ooh, that was nice. I think you've done some. I saw somebody, I mean, they come up with all kind of sports science stuff here, Ben, where somebody said it was like a fifty less than 50% catch probability on that catch he had last night, and he didn't even have to lay out for it. Kyle Wright was like, that might be the best catch I've ever seen. And when you say stuff like that, know that Kyle Wright's probably been playing baseball since he was eight. <laughs> you know, right? I mean, when people say something like, that might have been the nastiest run I've ever seen. Like, if you were to say that, and you were playing with the Titans, like, well, Ben's been playing football yes. since he was eight, seven, eight, nine years old. Yes. He's seen a bunch of runs. He's seen a bunch of things happen. He just said that was the best one he's seen. I know we're prisoners of the moment. No, no, no. But you, say, you, say, you say Willie Mays. Willie Mays has 12 career Golden Gloves. Andrew Jones has 10. I just think that certain times, too, we penalize guys for no apparent reason. You know, and, and, I, and I think that like, well, for Kyle Wright to say, I mean, that's great. It's almost like, think about, think about, a, think about a picture for a second. He, go, he see, wham, he turns his head and hope, and he sees this kid running. He goes, wow. It's, it's like, you finna throw me that? Yeah, we finna throw you this ball. But it's like, and 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 for, even though it's been a very very small sample size for Michael Harris, yep, he it's so beautiful when he he shows you why there are center fielders that's looking at him going, well, I can't I can't necessarily do that, but I because listen, man, you know people say his nickname is Range because he got it. I mean, you if you are a hitter, you're saying, dude, what can he not track down? That because that ball is on him very very fast, oh, yeah. but Andrew, for listen, Andrew Jones did what everybody else did was something crazy. He looked to the side and was like, "Wow, like he he tracked that." Hey, if I play the sport, I'm gonna be a lot less impressed, even if something is impressive because I've seen it. But to see something I've never seen to go, dude, like, and I don't think Michael Harris is like six five, but he tracking that ball, boy. And it's almost like, Kevin, what do you think the conversation is for a guy like him? Get called up saying, look, you're on your hometown Braves, a, break, a team that matters, right? Uh, right, wrong, or different. You're going to get the good and the bad. Be who you are. Because that's any level of pro sports. I, I excel here more than I excel there. But as far as, like, defensively, wow. And, and once it's, again, it's almost and, every night right now, too. That, make- the one, the, now, the one he had a couple of games ago, where like, you know, he had to go out there. The, the First, he got the one he slapped the ball in his – he really slapped the ball in his freaking <laughs> right. uh, glove. But I think t- sometimes, too, what makes the pros the pros is, dude, it don't happen all the time. But when they get a chance to really show what separates them, you're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, man, like there are center fielders, and there's playing center field for it on the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. You're always going to get – if you are a starting pitcher, oh, you remind me of Smoke. Like, no, they don't. Leave them alone. No, they do not. <laughs> but – that's just how it go. You play third base. Oh, you kind of look like Chip. No, no, no. But Kevin, you don't want to give me the, uh, the Braves greats. But uh, there is a tight end out there that used to play for Jacksonville that had trash to talk about my Bravos. He's a Dodgers fan, and we haven't had him on the show since. What George Reister? No, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just saying. Like, you weren't gonna say I, so I'm, I'm say. trying to be. But at the end of the day, shout out to Michael Harris. He's getting it done, Kevin. Like I said, for a Outfield that was very, very shaky has gotten a lot better. And like I said, the Duval can get right. You can probably have a pretty even even better uh even better yeah, outfield. Absolutely. So Braves tonight against Oakland, quick two game series, and they get the Pirates for four. A lot of uh momentum out there for this Braves team. We'll come back. Speaking of things that people just want to debate, let's talk about those Falcons. When we come back, the debate continues on what they're going to do behind center in 2022. Ben and I will talk about it. 
when we return. 912-342-7184. Hit us up on Twitter at Pigskin Radio. We're streaming live at ESPNCoastal.com and live streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Good to have you back here three and out on this Wednesday. Then we'll have Troop Talk coming up later in the final hour of the program. But love to hear from you, Falcons fans. 912-342-7184. Hit us up on Twitter at Pigskin Radio. You can also see us streaming live uh, there as well. Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. ESPN Coastal on YouTube. But, uh, ben, again, people, I get it. You draft a quarterback. They got Desmond Ritter in the third round. And people continue, continue putting out there the, this debate about you know, Marcus Mariota versus Desmond Ritter and, and who should play and, and this and that. Look, you gave Marcus Mariota a two-year deal. You drafted Desmond Ritter in a third round, which many people think uh, might be kind of a steal. So I look at it and say, what's the upside of playing Desmond Ritter, right? Because I, I keep seeing, oh, you got to play him now. you got to go ahead and put get him out there so you can see what you have. So you look. Get him out there to see what you have so you can draft another quarterback. Can, can I can I say this next part of the line? Are you the New York Jets? Come on. Are you the Carolina Panthers? Come on. Like, we're just going to put Are quarterbacks on this. Yeah, so you can just keep drafting Lions. quarterbacks? Is that what we're trying to do? That's what those teams do. How's it working for them? Look, again, I'm not saying that Desmond Ritter can't play. I'm just saying if he's out there week one, it probably isn't going to go well. New receivers, rookie receiver with, with Drake London. You still apparently, at least for now, have a wide receiver as your starting running back. We talked about that yesterday, Ben. To me, it makes so much more. And, and Mariota's a guy that Arthur Smith should be comfortable with. Right? Had him at, at Tennessee with the Titans. Should be comfortable with, with his skill set and what he's able to do. I, I just look at Desmond Ritter and say, look, if you put him out there, three wins, four wins. And look, you're not going, you're just not going to win. And you could say, well, what, look at. I'm sorry, don't don't come back at me with Mac Jones. Mac Jones has a better roster all around him than this Atlanta Falcons team did. Look at all the other rookie quarterbacks that came out last year, right? You had um, the, the kid in... Trey Lance. Trey had, Lance did not play. You had Justin Fields who played, what, about halfway into the season, and the Bears were still bad. Yeah, so he's Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Zach Wilson, Fields. Wilson did not play that much. And, 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 so, and, and Justin Fields, I mean, that was in and out. Look, every, I, this is the one thing you do know. When you talk about a guy like Desmond Ritter, it's not because of who he is. It's where it's where he got drafted and it's who was in front of him. I got This is... This is how I feel about rookie quarterbacks. New does not mean better. New does not mean better. Just because he's a new quarterback doesn't mean he's going to be a better quarterback. And you got to think about what you're trying to build as a franchise. A winning culture is much harder than having a winning team. It is much harder. Winning culture is a stability thing. Winning team could be a right now thing. You have a winning team, but that don't mean you got a winning culture. How you know, Cincinnati? Do you want to be uh, perfect? I was going to say, do you want to be the Steelers? Or do you want to be Cincinnati? And think about what you said. You make, you make a great point about Mac Jones. What does Mac Jones have about? Arguably one of the best, uh, you know, organizations to play for. Now, it's, it's scrutinized to play for them, but outside of Cam Newton, Mac Jones was a better option. I think what happened, what's happening now is, Kevin, is this is the hype train, people. This is this is what happens when it comes to Matty Ice is gone. This is what they're really saying. Matty but, Ice, but, 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 but this is what I don't get. And again, I'm not hating on Desmond Ritter, but – at no point, mm-hmm. up until the season was over, was Desmond Ritter considered no. one of the top 
No. You know, three quarterbacks no. out there uh, in, in the draft. And everybody said, hey, it's kind of a down quarterback draft. you got a couple guys at the top. Desmond Ritter might be that fourth, fifth guy in the draft. Good quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand why people, like, people, again, oh, people said we could go at the end of the first round. We got him in the third round. Good get he still needs time to develop. If that's and again, I'm not saying any of this to say that he can't play. My point is, mm-hmm. it's hard to step in as a rookie and be successful. I, There's a lot more David Cars yep. out there than there are Mac Jones. And who's to say Mac Jones doesn't have a sophomore slump? I, I would mm-hmm. say in New England, it's probably less likely to happen because yeah. he's got uh, you know Belichick kind of keeping an eye on him. But I would I would say it is hard for a guy to come in and start. Trevor Lawrence, what he did last year. I mean, it was only made worse by the fact that Urban Meyer was, you know, running the sideshow uh, there in Jacksonville. So, I, I, to just cut, and, and Trevor Lawrence was the number one pick in the whole mm-hmm, draft. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he, he had 17 picks, won three games. Yep. Look, I, I, I think I, the couple of trades of thought, I just, like I said, I don't understand the, hey, just go ahead and stink, find out what you have, and we'll get a top three pick again. No. Right, I was like, I, I, I don't. I, to me, I'm, I'm like you, Ben. I think you want more the, the Jaguars' philosophy of we're not doing this. Like, we're, we're our goal is to not do this. We don't want the number one pick in the draft. There's plenty of players to get. We don't need the number one pick four out of five years. I mean, again, Cleveland Browns had the number one pick several years in a row. Number two pick up, and, and you've made the playoffs like one time. And Detroit, and no, <sighs> the National Football League is set up to be able to get younger, better. And cheaper. That's what they want to do. They want to be young. They want to be a good team. They want to be cheap, right? Now, the thing about Desmond Ritter is Desmond Ritter lives in the, is Desmond Ritter just happened to be born and coming out of college during the time of social media. So you got more access to these players. You get to see them more. I am not mad at Desmond Ritter. What Desmond Ritter was able to do his last two his, his last two years of college was incredible, right? But think about a guy, you know, but, but think about, you know, think about what we're talking about when we're saying put him in, put him in, put him in. Kevin, you just said it. Five, five first-round rookies win in 2021. How did it go for him? It's going to be a learning curve. You know, your best shoes you wear are not the newest shoes you have. They are not the new ones. The new ones look better, but they ain't dependable. Like the, like the, tr- the trusty dusties, that's what you got on day in and day out. Now, you got new ones, right? You got new ones. But you don't want to get your new ones dirty. As if to say every shoe you got ain't going to get. The thing about Desmond Ritter, when he get out there, he's going to get dirty. He's going to get dirty a lot. Football is about how do I adjust to getting hit a lot. Quarterback is the only position in sports that get hit once a week. They only get hit once a week in high school, unless they play another sport. They only get hit once a week in college. They only get hit once a week in the pros. And guess who get hurt at a higher rate? Quarterbacks. Because they're the only position that have to stand there and take a hit when a 250-pound grown man is coming right at them. They got to sit in the pocket. They pay you to sit in the pocket and make throws. So when I'm thinking about Desmond Ritter, right, the reason why he get drafted to Atlanta is because Marcus Mariota and him are similar quarterbacks. They both got big arms. They both got wheels. You want Desmond Ritter to learn the position. But those people who think sitting doesn't help, let me tell you two people who sat. Phillip Rivers sat two years behind Drew Brees. How did it work out for him? 
Aaron Rodgers sat for three years behind Brett Favre. How did it work out for him? I used to think that watching the game doesn't help. Quarterback, it does. Because I need to see it. Oh man, that, yeah, I need you to see it happen. Quarterback is the only position I'm in charge of. I'm in charge of ten other guys every single play. I got the hopes and dreams of a organization on my back. I got to know what that defense is doing, how the defense is going to do it. And I got to process all but, this information but, in 25 but, seconds. But, but, but again, to to that point, the, the guys who have played that have been really good. Peyton Manning came in horrible, horrible, horrible team. Trevor Lawrence, horrible, horrible, team, horrible, horrible team. Uh, and they kind of grew into that. The Falcons won seven games last year. Yep. Like, and again, so the Man, people. That, so I'm yeah. saying, so like, so the people that are advocating, hey, we should just stink for draft picks. And this is where you come back with the, you know, talk about, you know, a loser franchise is. So you won seven, and you say, oh, well, they weren't that good. Are you still not good enough to still win six or seven games again? Maybe. Uh, and I would rather do that than be a two-win team. Be like, yes. Well, we could get the quarterback we want. You're telling me Desmond Ritter's the quarterback yes. you want. Yes. And so, uh, look, if, if Desmond Ritter's that guy, it, no, no, don't it, throw him out there with a chance to get if, David Carr and, oh, and it, just I, get I beat up. Say, I will say this. I will say this. If he's going to be the guy, why you got to rush it? Atlanta, Atlanta's not contending this year, right? We, we look at losing teams the wrong way. Okay, he's going to be the guy for us. Yeah. Oh, why throw him out there now? Why? You're not winning anything. Oh, I want to be. No, 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 no. Losing doesn't build character. It reveals. It ain't building nothing. If you talk about a guy like Desmond Ritter, he's going to get a chance to play. He's not going to go all 17 games and not get in. But when he get in matters. I, I, I just think that sometimes when we get to come to these quarterbacks, we treat them so much different. Kerry Collins, right, my third year. My first two years in the NFL, I was a backup to the backup my uh, my rookie year, and I was the true backup my uh, my second year. I get to be the start of my third year. It is the first week of the season. Billy Volek is the starter. We've gone all through preseason. Billy Volek, and I know he don't mind me, he thanked me during the preseason. Like, true, man, I appreciate you going out there because I know these games don't count, but I appreciate you being where you need to be for me. When it comes, because he's trying to win a job. I've, I set my whole career uh, behind Steve McNair. And anybody who played with Steve McNair, you're going to back him up, whether it's Alcorn State or obviously, uh, you know, a National Football League. May he rest in peace. Kevin, we go, it's, it's, it's Wednesday. We got a game on Sunday. We just came, we just came from uh, from our walkthrough. You go to walkthrough, you come out of walkthrough, you put on your stuff, you go out and you go out and you practice. When we come in, Kerry Collins is in the locker room. They are, listen, they are painting Kerry Collins' name. Show you how far locker rooms are came. <laughs> they, they are painting Kerry Collins' name on, you know, you know, on Steve McNair's old locker. Billy Volick looks and says, We just, we just got Kerry Collins. Listen, somebody come from upstairs to tell the t- to tell him to go upstairs, he's just got traded to the then San Diego Chargers. Kerry Collins, who didn't go through, walk through, goes out on the field, <laughs> gets the play, and he turns around and says, all right, fellas, we got so-and-so, so-and-so. And you know what I did? Break, go in. People, but you know, the, but you know why they did that? Because you know who we drafted? You know who we drafted number three overall? Vince Young. Vince Young got a better shot of playing with Kerry Collins as a starter. <laughs> and then Billy Volek. And the thing about that is, is while <clears throat> I don't make the decisions that uh, affect the team like that, I don't like it. Because you know what they used to do? They used to, throw, they used to throw Vince Young in there a couple of plays. 
We want Vince. We want Vince. Throw him in, throw him in. And you know what he said, man? They just play him. They just play him. Vince Young won the last eight games of the season. He won Offensive Rookie of the Year, and the next year he started. It was an up and down season in 2007. We went 10-6. We made it to the playoffs. Vince Young, and I love VY, VY the home. We go to the playoffs. <laughs> and it wasn't good. I just think that something – Vince Young always talks about how, hey, man, Vince Young said this, and I love him. We did – we was doing the Pro Bowl voting. My his, his, his first year, my third year. He said, quote, man – I, when I kind of want to retire, man, I'm just looking at him. You want to retire? <laughs> because, but but you know why I respect that now? The pressures of playing quarterback in the National Football League, maybe the only thing you can compare it to is being a freaking starting pitcher in the majors. All eyes on you. They're going to put it all on you. And I just think for Desmond Ritter, Kevin, he needs the best. Listen, he needs the, I'm going to say it, he needs the best opportunity to fail. Because if he can't fail on a team that he can still uh, be the starter when, it, when the team get, get ready, because that's what they'll do. You're going to use me up and then going to get one of these guys in 2022 and we're going to start. Because, if, Kevin, if they're doing this for Desmond Ritter, could you imagine if his last name was Young, if his last name was C.J. Williams or Stroud? That means, I mean, Felipe Frank's brother played tight end. You know who Felipe called? Hey, man, could you show me how to why? Because I got to play tight end if I want to stay a Falcon. I went from throwing the cow pits to now we in the same meeting room. So all I'm telling y'all people is life isn't fair. It sure as hell ain't fair if you're a starting quarterback. Let Listen, Marcus Mariota, let him go out there and see what he can do. Because if not, Kevin, if Desmond Ritter go in, Kevin, I will see you on Monday. It's probably going to get ugly because now the game is totally different. The, 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 the playbook go from real big to real small. They're going to, quote, give him, some, give him some, quote, easy throws, easy reads. If you can't play the complex, the complex game known as a quarterback position, if we out there vanilla, we told y'all yesterday, chocolate ain't even making the top five for freaking ice creams. <laughs> what you think is going to be on offense? I'm telling y'all, this ain't what you want, man. Love Desmond Ritter because I have to, but you know how it is, Kevin. If Desmond yeah. Ritter runs out there, it's, it's not got real yeah, bad. Yeah, uh, again, I, I, don't, I, I get why you would want to see him, but I don't understand advocating for him to start a lot, uh, especially in year one for the Atlanta Falcons. We got more to come here. It is three and out, another wild day. In the professional golf world, we'll get to that next. It's three and out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Wild week in professional golf here, Ben uh, Troop. The LIV Tour, which we talked about yesterday with uh, Rich Styles, and uh, we talked about you know Phil uh, going over there along with Dustin Johnson. Well, today, three more guys announced their intentions to hop on over. Bryson DeChambeau, Ricky Fowler, and Patrick Reed uh, are going to join the LIV. They're going to play, I believe they're in Oregon in a couple of weeks. So they're playing this week, U.S. Open next week, and then I think the LIV's got a tournament coming up uh, in Portland, I think, uh, in a couple of weeks. And three more guys set to go over there, and reportedly that DeChambeau probably getting upwards of $100 million, uh, to go over there and play in that LIV tour. So you look at that, and you see some of the golfers in these press conferences getting grilled. Uh, about their involvement in the tour, and I think a lot of people are like, just say it's about the money, uh, and it, 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 because it is, right? I mean, you're giving me more money than I could ever make in a decade yep. on tour to come out there and compete. That's the guaranteed money. They're playing. Where you finish, you're going to get more money. Yep. And people say, how can they afford to do this? I, well, it's the Saudis, and they're worth hundreds of billions of, of dollars, yeah. and people say... Dropping the bucket. Well, I mean, I saw people compare and say, hey, the PGA Tour is fine because, hey, they have no major TV sponsor. Uh, they, they don't have a partner. They don't have, you know, a lot of... They don't have sponsors on this thing. 
and it's going to be hard for them to compete. No, they have hundreds of billions of dollars out there. They don't care if billions they make. Be. Yeah, they don't care if they no. quote make a profit at no. this point. They want to get the golfers over there and build yes. a product. They yes. will still be out there you know, yes. on streaming services for people think to consume. Think about that as a st- and for those and for look, I, it's like it's like we have to say this every day. Okay, people. Two things can be true. I nobody. I don't. I don't. Listen, I don't know. You know, Brooks Reed, Bryson DeChambeau. I don't know, but I can about guess they they are not in favor of what the Saudis do to the, to their citizens, certain groups over there. That is not what this is about. Everybody wants to be paid as much as they possibly can, or get as much as they possibly get during their lifetime. Especially if you are a pro, whatever, golfer, baseball player, football player. Somebody is going to give you a hundred million dollars to show up, <laughs> like to just show up. They're going to make sure your caddy is flown over, everything taken care of for them, and you still get money based on where you place. All I'm going to say is, yes, they're going to get grilled. Yes, I know PGA is saying, look, I mean, if you do this, you know, it's going to be repercussions when it comes to us. I get that part. But let me tell you what this is really about. Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Reed, Dustin Johnson, uh, Phil Mickelson. What make the PGA think they loyal to them? Let me tell you all this. Just say it wasn't the Saudis for a second. All right, I get it. You know, this is this is a, this is a you know, this is a humanitarian type issue and all these. I, man, I get it. I get it. Just say, oh no, it's an, it's a, it's another it's another country that wants to throw an event that don't got the best reputation. They're throwing they're not they're not giving these golfers a big time payday. They don't they are giving them generational money. And I know for people that say, well, Ben, everything ain't about the money. I get it, I get it. But for everybody with the whole, if it were me, when it is you, call me. No, no. When it is you, let me know. Because at the end of the day, Kevin, I played golf. I became a pro. It's, listen, for those who don't know, it's even harder than that to become a professional golfer. Then I become one of the faces of golf. Then I made some really, really good money. I make I make the bulk of my money, not in the tournaments, but, you know, obviously through endorsements. That's how right. I make the bulk sure, of my money. Yeah. I'm going to take all that money combined, and you're going to give it to me all at once. What? Somebody, listen, I don't know Bryson DeChambeau's money. I know he ain't made no hundred million. <laughs> and they about to give him a hundred million. When Tiger Woods has made hundred and twenty one million on the course. On the tour. Now now I'm on the, the tour. And I and I and I and, and listen and But listen, I mean I'm, I'm just saying that's the me, kind of money they're throwing out. The people that are saying this. When somebody says, quote, they don't need the money, don't count on like, what? We don't need a lot of things. Man. I don't need I don't, you know, I don't need to eat all that ice cream. But look, I, mean, I, I and look, it's it, to me it's interesting. As I said ben, yesterday, it's how this plays out when they play. Uh, we haven't heard from the PGA Tour whether they're going to be suspended or not. I know some of them just flat out resigned their tour cards, which, you know, you can't fire me, I quit. That you know, kind of thing uh-huh. like going, you know, going on there. They're still going to, for now, uh, get to play in the majors. So you kind of still have the best of everything you want. You're getting a lot of money, and at least for now, you can still play in the majors, play in the USGA or the US Open next week, which Phil said. I thought Phil had some interesting comments, Ben, where he said, look, I earned my PGA Tour card. I'm not going to, you know... Uh, Resign my PGA Tour membership. I'm still going to try to play in the majors. Uh, I've earned that through my my career. And Phil kind of has switched his tone a, a little bit, Ben, where he said, "Look, that's that's being an independent contractor, right? Mm-hmm. I play when I want to play, where I want to play. Yep. And I've earned through your rules to play on the PGA Tour. They invited me to play on this thing, pay me two hundred million. That's so 
that that's I'm going to do that. Independent contractor. So I think that's one. Also, some of these guys, you get into what the Saudis do, and a lot of people say, hey, this whole tour is to try to give them some kind of clout and kind of have people say, hey, don't pay attention to all this oh, other yeah, stuff yeah, that happened. Yeah, we're trying, yeah. To, we're, we're trying to, to, to clean the reputation here of our country. But, you know, Ian Poulter and some of those guys were asked straight up, uh, if, if Vlad Putin offered you $100 million, are you playing in his golf tournament? And they kind of answered it with the, well, that's a hypothetical question. I'm not answering that. Yeah. And so when it comes to that, when people push them on the issues of, hey, where's the money coming from, i.e. the Saudi government, who's done a lot of reprehensible uh, things, yes. including I think, you know, the American journalist who uh, was, was killed there. Look, where's the money coming from? And they kind of avoid that question. I think most people are saying, look, I'm playing golf. This organization is probably the way they're looking at it, is giving me the money to play, and I made the decision to, to take the money. How, how do people perceive that? Because, again, they're in London this week. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people are going to be there. I, I don't know. They're in the United States because everybody calls it the, quote, Saudi tour. They're in the United States in two weeks. What kind of reception do they get? It's probably, do, are people going? Are people booing them? Are people giving the green? Because, probably, probably, probably I'm saying, if, because if that is the perception of it, I think it kind of falls apart. I, 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 but to me, if I'm the PGA Tour, I'm mm-hmm. saying, look, this could be a problem if this becomes, quote, unquote, accepted yeah. by a lot of people because, because they can simply go to your biggest names and say, what's it going to take? And it, because I think for all the, you know, Justin Thomas came out and said, hey, PJ Tour, best tour to play and compete and play golf, hands down. Okay, maybe he has some uh, opposition to the LIV Tour and the Saudis and not, not wanting to do it. But... I think if public perception changes and it's not as big a deal to play on this thing, maybe that mind gets changed and you start talking about some of those things where, uh, hey, my caddy's taken care of. I'm taken care of. Whether I have a bad week or what have you, I'm taken care of with guaranteed money. So to me, this thing gets a whole lot more interesting month, two months from now, uh, how the perception lingers. Yes. Because, again, the NBA had it with – Hey, you you do a lot of business with China. China's yeah. doing some reprehensible yeah. things. Yeah, and you even had one of the NBA owners, I think the owners of the, the Houston Rockets, uh, uh, came out and said some things against China. He kind of had to backtrack on that, and everybody's like, "Hey, we're protecting our business deal." Well, uh, the, again, I think uh, I don't know what the percentage is, but people are like, "Hey, they're taking money from reprehensible people." Well, you give money to potentially reprehensible people every day. You just don't know who they are. Right when you go out and and, uh, and 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 do business, and oh by the way, these people deal in what oil and gas, and I think all of us deal in oil and gas every day. I mean, I, I'll be honest. When I go to the pump, it doesn't yeah. say no. This gallon of gas you're buying look, came I, from Saudi Arabia. Like I don't you know. know. Kevin, so I mean, know, and look, I will say this. I will say this. In the ever-changing world of sports, right? I remember when sports was just sports. Like the only thing entered it was sports. I get it. That's why it was. And I used to say this, Kevin. Stephen A. Smith, the Stephen A. Smith, screaming A to most of you, he said the reason why he got into sports media because he didn't want the sports world. He wanted the whole world. The whole world comes through the door known as sports now. I, look, I'm going to say this. If you're Brooks, if you're Brooks, I mean, if you're, you know, if you're Bryson DeChambeau, 
you know, if you if you Ricky Fowler, if you Patrick Reed, Brooks Reed paid for the Falcons. My apologies. Whatever you choose to do, you're gonna get scrutinized. Check this out. If you don't take the money, people are gonna say, dude, you didn't take the money. If you do take the money, dude, you took the money. But no matter what, Kevin, it's gonna be all three. There, no matter who you are, there's gonna be people that like you, don't like you, support you, don't support you. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, let's call it what it is. Yes, when uh people talking about people's coming at LeBron and you know, working with Nike and how much, you know, the stuff they do with their, as far as like how they make their stuff, right? It's always going to be scrutiny. No one, listen, I don't, people got to ask some of the most worst things when you're doing something. Vlad Putin, man, come on. Really? Like, and I, but, but just know this though. We can't separate sports from people sometimes. These are people we're talking about. And at the end of the day, Kevin, you've been doing sports media a long time. Yeah. This notion of, oh, man, that's the – yes, we got other, quote, networks that we compete with until the money switches up. You don't <laughs> believe me? Look at all the people that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Oh, yeah, we trying to get better ratings than them. Well, what about – and I just think that you can look at it from a lot of different ways, but you know, like I know, Kevin, this too will blow over. It ain't going to be, so be every single day, but – the as story. long as as long as names keep jumping over, it will be. It's going to yeah, be a big and, story. And, yeah. and, I, and I just I just think that the thing is, man. At the end of the day, if I'm happy with where I am, if I'm appreciated where I am, if I'm getting compensated the way I need to be, the Saudis can't offer me anything. Yeah. But the Saudis knew. Hey, man, how much he made? They go, how much he made? In, he made a hundred million. Give him a hundred million. What? I'm going to give him his career earnings. What about where he going to play? Doesn't matter. What about his <laughs> candidate taking care? of? Yeah. I'm telling you, man, it's, 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 it's at the end of it's the very, day. Yeah. yeah. So, again, I'm, I'm watching this story play out because I think, again, it's one that not a lot of people are talking about. But what happens? They play this week. Phil, Dustin Johnson, all of them are going to go showing up at the uh, the U.S. Open next week, ready to rock and roll. They're going to be back. It could be a media circus there uh, next week, to say the least. we got more to come. It's 3 and out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Great to be here on this Wednesday. We'll have take three around the corner. Also, just how good is Ronald Acuna Jr. We'll get to that coming up. Also, Ben will have Troop Talk coming up in the final hour of the program. Looking forward uh, to that. But, uh, again, we've been talking all all week about Ben and his crazy videos. Yesterday, it was the orangutan What'd you grabbing say? the dude. Come here. Grabbing the dude. And it was amazing. Come here. Like, he executed the takedown perfectly. Like, he grabbed the dude by the shirt. Dude got close, and then he reached for the other hand and grabbed his legs. Like you're not going anywhere. And the guy behind. Is him, that, oh, but you missed the game with the first. He tried to. People go, "Hey man, why did the dude behind the head?" Because he tried to grab him too. Like, come here, both of y'all. He got. He got the. He got the King Louis grip. And then you showed me today a lady <laughs> talking to. I guess was it the police? Talking to the police. And she comes walking to her door and said, "Somebody broke my window." And he said, "What window?" <laughs> and she goes out. The front screen door, right through it, and into the hedge bushes. Yeah, wait, wait, I, 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 she got in the fight with the screen door. The screen lost. I, Kevin didn't get to see the rest of the video, but she's on the ground. Saying, the, the, the cop is saying, are you all right? She's like, yeah, I'm all right. Are you drunk? No, I ain't drunk. <laughs> do you need, do you, but you got to get up. You, can you get up and go in the house? Yeah, I can get up, but you're going to have to get up and go in the house because he, he got his body camera on. He's like, I can't just, I can't just say, subject is down, face down on the ground. I'm just going to leave right here. No, I need you to physically get up and, and go, go back. back in the house. Listen, so at the end of the day, you got orangutans on one day. You got screen doors and they never bother nobody. But if you have a yeah. little, you know, you got a little, you got a little of that, uh, that, that little, that little uh, truth serum in the tummy. Yeah, it, it got a little, and like I say, I get, I get a lot of these videos from my, from my brother, sister, mom, sending that stuff. But 
I be Kevin. I, 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 listen, but Kevin, even the one with the dogs chewing on the fence. <laughs> oh, that's the best one. We got to find a way to, to to share that out. That, that's the best one. So hey, the guy comes buddy, in, hey, little buddy. And he's like literally the like a plank. Like he has a little crack in the fence, and the guy goes, hey, little buddy. And the guy, the dog just loses it, and an entire plank disappears because he bit it in half. I mean, the guy goes, whoa. Good to have you back. Here it is, three and out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Kevin Thomas, Ben Troop, glad you're making us a part of your day. A lot to get to here in this hour, including just how good is one Ronald Acuna Jr. after several home runs last night. Ben, we'll get to that as the Braves continuing their win streak now have won six in a row. So we'll get to that coming up shortly. But first, it is 4 o'clock. Let's take three here on three and out. All right, Ben, take one. Barring injury, and we talked about this earlier, what Falcons quarterback will have more pass attempts in 2022, Mariota or Desmond Ritter? Mariota. Mariota's going to be a guy that's definitely, I think, going to take care of the football. He's going to be a guy that's going to have some big targets, definitely the biggest targets uh, in the National Football League to throw to. I don't know if he's going to have the best collection of talent, but he's going to have the biggest selection of targets. I mean, we look at what they gave him, you know, with all the take. You talk about a guy like Brian Edwards. You talk about Kyle Pitts. I mean, you talk about Cordell Patterson. He's gonna have different guys to get to get you know get. To, you, you talk about Drake London, and he should have the most passes. Desmond Ritter's gonna get in. Desmond Ritter's gonna see what it's like to be an NFL quarterback. He's gonna see what it's like to really have you know defensive coordinator trying to get you know trying to game plan against him. But for for Atlanta's sake, it better be Marcus Mariota, regardless of how the season ends. You don't need Desmond Ritter out there throwing. There is nothing worse, Kevin, than to be in a game that is overthrowing meaningless pass, meaningless stats. Stats don't – I know, I, I know, I, you know, on B.J. Bennett loves to go to the box score. That tells a very, very small part of the story because when you did it has more importance to that you did it. So, for me, it's going to be Marcus Mariota. He's going to have to get the bulk load of most passes thrown for the sake of him. That means that, one, he's healthy. That means that, two, the team is still trending in the right direction. Desmond Ritter still is going to be the guy for the future. Desmond Ritter do not need to be throwing more passes than they won Marcus Mariota. Give me Marcus Mariota. Yeah, the reason I asked that is because I was like, you know, halfway through the season, if the Falcons are bad, maybe Ritter gets some more starts and he ends up throwing more. But I don't. No, 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 no. Halfway during the season, they're gonna be bad. Like, like, see. But you still play Mariota, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, Kevin. Because it's 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 like, what what do people expect in football? Like, or pro sports? When's the last time the Yankees been bad? Oh, that doesn't happen. And 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 the baseball world goes crazy. If they in a playing game, when's the last time New England been bad? Like the good teams remain the good teams because they've won. The thing, the hardest thing to do, they built their culture. Why are we really saying, "Hey man, what's going on with the Braves?" Because they're not in first place, and the season's got a long way to go. You ain't even got to the All Star game yet. When it comes to bad teams, we are shocked when they are good, and when it comes to good teams, we are shocked when they are bad. The thing about Atlanta, they're middle of the road. They are not good or bad. They are lukewarm, right? They're trying to get back to that good side. And what you do when you're trying to get back to it is you're saying, well, dude, they were picking number eight. Yep, that ain't seven. That ain't six. That ain't five. That definitely ain't four, three, two, and one. Seven games get you means you get to pick eight. But but it's also 17 games. So I think the Marcus Mariota, he's trying to show these young boys, hey, I know I'm not the future, but what's greater than being a guy that helped propel them back to relevancy? That's hard to do. Most pro teams are not relevant. They are only relevant because they're in the pros. They are not relevant because of what they do for the league. And that is a lot. 
excuse me, of teams and players. Marcus Mariota wants to be known for more than just being the second overall pick behind the guy that went number one overall in the same draft, who's in the same division, being Jameis Winston. I want to show that I am built to be a starter. I can be a mentor. I can help get this team, you know, back to relevancy. And who knows, Kevin? I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not saying this is going to happen now. the the second The second greatest quarterback in Falcons history, that being Michael Vick. Was able to come back, you know, and have a research. No love for Chris Chandler. <laughs> you know, you know, I love Chris Chandler, but I, I, I just think that sometimes we don't understand that expectations have to be met first, right? And the thing is, Marcus Mariota has been a starter, has been a backup, kind of a journeyman a little bit. Now he's back in the starter position. He's going to relish this, and for Arthur Smith's sake, he's going to need Marcus Mariota to show some signs of life. Because you drafted Desmond Ritter third, a third, I mean, I'm sorry, third round. If Marcus Mariota don't work, so think about it. If the better quarterback doesn't work, what the hell make you think <laughs> the third round are going to work? I'm just I'm like, where do we get that from? So, yes, it's going to be Marcus Mariota. And I just think that realistic expectations is, Kevin, you go from seven wins to eight, maybe. But you don't want to be picking no. You don't want to be picking in the top ten. That's showing progress in a league that out of thirty two, only one gonna win it anyway, and it is not going to be the Falcons. <laughs> All right, moving along. Take two. Who, speaking of quarterbacks, Uh-oh. is the most overrated quarterback in the National Football League? Okay, now, all right, uh, listen, the number to call in is 912-342-7184. I'm about to say something that's going to have people going crazy. I think the most overrated quarterback in the National Football League is Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to tell you why. The great Jim, the great Jim Ursay is the owner of the Indianapolis Colts. He drafted Peyton Manning. When they asked him, do you think it was a failure or a success when you had Peyton Manning? He said it was a tremendous failure. We had arguably the greatest quarterback for 14 years. We went to two Super Bowls, and we won one. That ain't getting it done. Since Aaron Rodgers has been drafted. Yes, he's won, what, two or three MV, regular season MVPs. I think he has a, a Super Bowl MVP. He's been to a whopping one Super Bowl, and I think he's going into year not, uh, 18. He's about to go into year 18, and he's been to one Super Bowl. Why is that significant, you say? Eli Manning went to two, one, two. Ben Roethlisberger went to three, one, two. Russell Wilson has been to two, one, one. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared, Goff has went to, Jared Goff has went to one, lost. Matthew Stafford's went to one, one. Trent Differs went to one, one. Joe Flacco's been to one, one. All I'm saying is, is Joe Flacco, Trent Dilfer, Eli Manning, uh, you know, Phillip Rivers, you know, Phillip Rivers, I'm sorry, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, are these guys in the same stratosphere as Aaron Rodgers? No. But they, but Ben Roethlisberger and Eli Manning has double the, double the Super Bowls as they won Aaron Rodgers. All I'm saying is, Kevin, is this. It's the Mike Trout thing. Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. He's the highest paid player in baseball. He don't make the playoffs. Right, wrong, and, and the reason why I say this, listen, if you if you Does don't that make him overrated though? No, I don't I don't think it I don't think it makes him overrated, Kevin. It's the only sport I mean, that, Aaron Rodgers is right there with Tom Brady stats wise. I get it with the Super Bowl. So is Drew Brees. What what, what I'm saying okay, is I, I, I think about you, it, Kevin. Hey, on, you Kevin. said Aaron Rodgers? I'm gonna I'm gonna all, question all, you on all, that a little bit. Saying, listen, overrated means that means I mean he ain't living up to it. All right. This is this is why people don't like Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the new barometer. Tom Brady is going into year 23. 
He's been to 10 Super Bowls. He's won seven. He's lost three. So I don't want to hear this. Well, Ben, what's the barometer? If somebody would say, ain't nobody finna be in no NFL no 23 years ago to 10 Super Bowls. Yeah, and he's, and he's still there. So all I'm saying is, Kevin, is he, is he one of the greatest throwers of the football? Yep, so was Dan Marino. I'm just saying 18 years, a lot of regular season MVPs, incredible player, one of the best, definitely top five that I've ever seen, one Super Bowl. Because, Kevin, you know, at the end of the day, Phillip Rivers got a lot of stats. I think he's top five. Hang on, Super Bowl. So think about it. Phillip Rivers went to a Super Bowl and won it. I'm just saying. Are you saying he'd be better than Aaron Rodgers? I'm not saying he. I'm not saying he'll be better, but Aaron Rodgers had one Super Bowl appearance. Russell Wilson has been to two Super Bowls. Joe Flacco's been to one. Jared Goff's been to one. Nick Foles has been to one and won it against the goat. Eli Manning's been to two against the goat and won it. So all I'm saying is <laughs> that is me, so crazy, right? It's crazy, yeah. right? So I just think for me, it's. I get it. He is incredible. And I know I'm going to get all this with being he had no help and all that. Man, don't give me all that, man. Devontae Adams ain't no help. Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers in the National Football League currently, even though now he's with the them, uh, them, uh, Las Vegas uh, Raiders. For me, it's Aaron Rodgers only because, like I said, incredible talent, incredible player, one of the greatest to ever do it. But, Kevin, if you're telling me you're giving me Aaron Rodgers, who, who came behind Brett Favre, Brett Favre with the two Super Bowls, he lost, he won one, lost one, and all we went to was one since since we had that. That just don't make no sense to me. I mean, I know we're gonna get to Ronald Acuna Jr. later, but Aaron Rodgers' impact is incredible. One super duper, and Kevin, I'm just saying, I, had he been to four or five, th- that's a different question. But one, I think it's Aaron Rodgers. I was gonna say Russell Wilson, but oh, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I just you had the Legion of Boom. The, the one Super Bowl you won against Denver, it was over almost before you had to take an offensive snap, right? The, wasn't it the safety on the first play, right? Yep. And then you came down and, uh, it, you know, it was, it was over seemingly before it ever got started. That one you did annihilate. I, I will say Russell Wilson. Because, I, 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 again, I feel like I've gotten crap on this show. People was like, you know, Russ is a top five quarterback. No, 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 like, you, I just no, don't no, see no, it. No, you, no, no, you, you won me with the Russ. Uh, you won me with the Russ. Um, you know, that's not mean he's not good. I think he's overhyped. Because, like you said, take away, take away, Legion of Boom, take away, Beast Mode, any more Super Bowls? Wait, is it? No, no, no. The stats, the past stats. Well, I would say, again, I, fair, unfair. The Patriots Super Bowl, everybody said, give it to Beast Mode. They put it in Russ's hands. Yep. And he Kyle Shanahan, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Matty Ice, that thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, but, but think about this. What makes Tom Brady the man outside of the 10, winning the 7, it's always been different characters. People go, he always had Gronk. Not for the first three, he didn't. Uh-oh. Because that's when Vinatieri was winning the, uh, the, the yeah. Super Bowl MVPs. Then he goes from that to give me two, give me, uh, give me, listen, listen. Well, he had Randy Moss and Wes Walker. Didn't win it with them. That's Eli. Then he had two uh, slot receivers. I mean, he had a slot receiver and two tight ends. Aaron, I mean, uh, you know, Aaron Hernandez, Rob Gronkowski, Wes Welker. He's always there. Then he goes to the NFC. First year, wins the NFC, wins the Super Bowl, hosting it. I'm telling you, Aaron Rodgers got you one. Huh? I'm just saying. What, <laughs> All just right, fair go. enough, fair enough. Moving along. 
Take three. We got to get to this uh, so we can we can move on. C.J. Stroud. Ben's going to be talking to NIL and, <laughs> yeah. and Troop Talk later. Yeah. And Ben has been a big fan of saying, "Hey, NIL does not have to mean cash. No sir. Money. No sir. Right. Free, free ninety nine. Oh, there's a lot more in free ninety nine. C.J. Stroud got a hundred and fifty thousand dollar Bentley deal. Now he didn't get cash. He got a car. Come on. He got a Bentley. To cruise around Columbus. In. Come on. So the take three is, Ben, if you got to pick, what would your car be? And again, okay. we made the distinction. Give me your everyday driver versus the, hey, this is just crazy. Because I, I know, I think I know what your crazy is. Yeah. If, and if you don't say it, I'm going to call you out on it. Yeah. So go ahead. Everyday driver versus your, hey, really, whatever I want vehicle. Listen, listen. I, I, don't, know if it, I don't know if I was at the, this is my everyday driver car. If they're going to let me do it. I, I. I don't know if it's a Lambo or a Ferrari. It's, they got this big one. It's like 500K big. Big old, big old one. I, I would have to figure out what it is in the break, but I want to get that just because I want to drive in a 500 or or or, or a Bentley Ray for something. It's going to be something luxurious. That's my that's my drive around car. Something, Kevin, something that costs a lot of money that you don't, you know, that I'm pulling up at the neighborhood gas station, letting the doors up, you know, making everybody mad. But this, this would be my travel vehicle. Because mind you, when I say travel, they pay for the gas. They pay for the insurance. They pay for the car. I want a F650. That <laughs> is what I want. <laughs> and the reason why is, right, I listen, for, and the F650 sounds like, it looks like what it sounds like. The biggest truck you ever seen, and, and it's drivable. It looks like a it looks like, it looks a like 18-wheeler, a but it's a truck. <laughs> and, 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 Kevin, I'm not being modest. I want the three-door. I want the double wheels in the back. I want it jacked up. I want to listen. I want to have to climb up and get in it. And every time I go somewhere, you know, the name of my car is Yeah, it's me. That's the name. <laughs> yeah, it's me. And I'm jumping out, boom. And people say, because my thing is, Kevin, this is what NIL really is. Stroud is doing it the right way. I'm only going to be in college for a couple of years. Let's enjoy this thing. I went from driving no car to 150,000. So for me, give me the you know the Bentley Wraith or the, the Ferrari Lamborghini. It's a, I'm gonna let you guys know for the show about how big the big one I'm talking about. And give me and my and my and my travel vehicle F650 three door, which means I can sit behind me twice. I can sit behind me twice, you know. And then and Kevin, it's, listen, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, you know I'm gonna pick a nice color on it, you know, maybe like a flat black, right? With like, with like, with like, that that Florida Gator blue interior, just nice, you know. And then, like I say, it's gonna be yeah, it's me on the back, yeah, it's me, or yeah, it's him again. And I'm jumping out that thing, going boom, saying you wish, going straight over to the diesel pump, saying, hey man, I got a car, <laughs> baby. I don't got to worry about it. But Kevin, what would be what would be your everyday vehicle? What would be the travel vehicle? Uh, my everyday vehicle, I just want something that's comfortable. I can ride in. I told you, it'd be a four-door truck. I'm not really that picky. Just yeah, give me oh, a four-door. Okay. Is it, is it, is it, is I don't it, need it jacked up. But it's got to be the nicest of the nicest if it's free. Oh, yeah, yeah. If it's free, yeah. Get the, so leather, on, get so the leather seats. Get all the, all the, all the good stuff. Yeah, 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 no, 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 no. I, I want the one that you got to make. The one that ain't, <laughs> the one, the one that ain't in there. You want all the? Yeah. I yeah. want mine coming off. Yeah. And then the, uh, the just over-the-top car would be... Again, I would probably drive it once, and I would either get a ticket or crash it. And there's only—I mean—that seems to be like the only ways to do it. And that would be just a cherry red, come on, 
I don't even know if they do stripes on it on on uh, Lambos, but a a Lambo. I, oh. Ooh. Of course, the problem is my big behind would have to be getting up off the ground I, I, listen, out of those I, like suicide doors. Th- give me I, just give me just a minute. I think it was a variety. Listen, at the end of the day, oh, they're all I th- what, amazing. What, what, what we're learning through like the C.J. Strouds or the Bryce Youngs or so. If anybody out there wants to let me hold a yeah, hundred thousand dollar Lambo, I'm you know, I'm so good. So all you F six fifty owners, there is a, <laughs> and, for the, and, and 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 uh uh you know full transparency the f one of the f650 originators his name is chris he lives in he lives in augusta georgia and they they got so chris i i done, I done been to my sister's house and kind of y'all probably y'all y'all saw me on the freaking ring security system looking in the back i ain't over there, i ain't over the i ain't climbing on the fence or nothing but i'm just saying if somebody want to let me oh that thing is huge f650 to just cruise around in i'm just gonna paint it and put so that's gonna in. be your everyday driver no oh uh, no no, no that, that's just a, no no that, that, that's that's the travel one okay I'm not dealing with that every every day, but no, no, no. I'm, I'm, it's, it's like a, I think it's like a Ferrari or something. It's real, real big. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna tell you what the actual name of it. It's like I remember way back in the day when I was in the NFL. I went to the dealership. Dude goes, "Yeah, Tyler Perry got this car." I said, "Man, I don't get the hell out of this car." I, it, I, cost, it, cost, it cost like half a million dollars. I, I mean, I, I, I think uh, I would like to see you in something like a Ferrari or a Porsche because I feel like no, you would be squished. It's gonna be a Into smart. Thing, yeah. It's gonna be a smart car. <laughs> <laughs> smart car convertible. You be driving with oh, your, yeah, with your yeah, knees yeah, and your yeah, chest. Yeah, a smart car convertible that you know the seats can kind of yeah let back a little bit. I'm not doing it. I think in the, in those situations you'd be like what uh, in police academy. What was it, high tower? Oh yeah, where yeah, he yeah. ripped the front seat out and he was sitting in the back seat. My honor, if you do it, <laughs> if you do it, you're out of here. <laughs> police That's academy, ten. great movie. Oh, they are great movies. We'll come back. Let's take three. We do it every day. This time it's three and out. On the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back here, three and out on this Wednesday. Kevin Thomas, Ben Troop, glad you're making us a part of your day. We are streaming live, ESPNCoastal.com. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Go to our YouTube channel, uh, ESPN Coastal, there on YouTube. We still a lot more to get to. We'll have Troop Talk coming up later in the show. Ben's talking to NIL and NIL Summit coming up next week there at the, uh, the, the College Football Hall of Fame. So uh, we'll get to that coming up in the final hour of the program, but Ben, we got our man AC on the line again today. AC, what's happening? Paul, I did not drink six cups of coffee. That's what you said last night. <laughs> oh. you talk? I no, you just every time you've come on the show, you are you're you're, you're talking faster than Jimbo Fisher, man. And so we Ben and I are like trying to make sure we catch everything. Well, absolutely, I understand. I talk too fast, but the thing is, this is what I learned when I got on radio show. If you cannot bring energy, don't bother to call the station. Trust me. I have experience. This is why you got to bring energy as possible. If you guys want, you and I, we can rumble and we can, we can turn this, we can turn everything, catch up. Gonna, everything's going to catch on fire if you want. <laughs> hey, we love the energy. Absolutely. You have to have energy. But let's talk about the New York Mets for a moment. Congratulations, New York Mets. No one gives you a trophy in a half of the season. By September, it's a bold prediction. These New York Mets, they're going to collapse like an earthquake. Trust me. As far as your Atlanta Braves are concerned, that's the only championship you won, the Braves. You may not win a championship, probably. I have grandkids, but that's what's going to happen. You guys are doing a great job. Always don't bring the energy, because if I cannot bring it, then this is not for me. But I'm telling you boys right now, I have more left in the tank. So I'm going to lay out a challenge within 30 seconds. Whoever out there, you want to top me, good luck, because luck is for losers. See you later. 
Okay. Always enjoy hearing from AC every day. Again, hey, AC, about the Mets, look, they're eight up on the Braves. The Braves won a championship back in the 90s. It was a long time ago. I get it. We got a world championship. Hey, the Mets, it was all the way back in the 80s. But I do agree. I think we're getting the, uh, there's going to be a Mets metting. If that's even if that is if that's a, a verb, AC said, look, I don't, he said, I don't, he said, look, I don't nobody care about what these yeah. Mets are doing right now. He's like, nobody gives look, a half season trophy. I agree. They will collapse. And listen, AC, I, listen, I'm not a betting man, but if that do happen, man, I'm gonna have to go with you. I'm gonna have to go with you to Vegas. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. You know, you know, put you on a nice suit. I stand behind you. You turn your head to the right a little bit. Fold your arms. We might get right. <laughs> just saying, man. Yeah. No, look, I, I, the, the prediction about the Mets. Look. I, I don't foresee them continuing to play at this clip. They're, they're coming back a little bit now with some couple, t- tougher competition. Look, no DeGrom, no Max Scherzer uh, until you get them back. There's going to come a time where they're going to need to lean on those guys. And, again, I give Steve Cohen a lot of credit. He said, you want to win? I'm going to drop the cash to, to, to make sure we can do that. And spend, I mean, he spent so much money. I think the Mets are. He spent more on the Mets uh, payroll this year than the, the whole A's roster that the Braves are playing right now. So he is financially committed to going out there and winning. But I do feel like, as we talked about Ben, this Braves team turning a corner uh, and taking advantage of a weak turn in the schedule, which is what you want, right? And I think there's a there's a Mets run coming. Everybody's got one. I mean, people talked about oh the uh, the Anaheim Angels looking good. They're in, in, in line to keep playing well. This is why you play 162, by the way. You, you're in line to, 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 to get it done. They've, what, lost 13 in a row? Mm-hmm. Fired their manager? Fired manager yesterday, I think. Yeah, yep. yesterday. Joe, Man- Joe Madden gets the old heave-ho. They've lost. You have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout on your team, and you've lost 13. And Anthony Rendon. You've, you've got th- three. Think, think, about, think, about, players those, think about those fans out there and, and how they're like, dude. What's the purpose of having all this all this firepower and we losing that many games in a row? It, you spend the rest of the season just trying to get back to 500 yeah. just to still not even make the playoffs. It's a shame. But the Braves, I think, Chance is looking up only a game out of the wild card, and they are being pushed by one Ronald Acuna Jr. Want to talk to Ben about this. How good is Ronald Acuna Jr.? How special is it to have a player like that on your team? We'll get to that next. It's three and out, Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back here, three and out on this Wednesday. Ben will have troop talk coming up in hour number three. We're talking some NIL, NIL Summit coming up next week at the College Football Hall of Fame, and starting to see stuff like, hey, CJ Stroud rolling in a Bentley. Who knows Kevin, where I'm this Kevin, thing goes? If I come to work and I see a car out there like with the, with the cover over it, and they got <laughs> Ferrari on, I'm like, hey, well. Listen, man, at the end it of the day. probably wasn't mine. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, Kevin, at, at what no. point do you be like, at what point do you out, you know, you out there in the in the, in the Lambo for whichever one you want, and somebody go, man, you going to hit this thing or not? I'm going to hit it. I just. Well, know, I would get a ticket. <laughs> There's no question. Like, look, you don't have a car like that. I'm just saying, you don't yeah. have a car like that. Like, people go, oh, I got a Lambo, and I'm going to drive 55. Then why did you get the Lamborghini? He ain't lying. I'm not, and again, for the police listening, I encourage folks to follow the laws. All I'm saying is, if I have a Lambo or a Ferrari that could go 180, not saying I'm going that fast, I might now, on I interstate see how much you could crack it up a little bit. I know we'll get to Cunha. Sorry. What's the fast you have been in the car? Allegedly. Allegedly. 
This didn't happen. For all the... <laughs> uh, fastest I can... Well, driving or riding? Driving. Uh, riding, I think I've been a little bit faster, but driving, allegedly, 95. Okay. I used to have... I'm just going to go ahead. I used to I was. I, I never had a car that was capable of going I much had, faster than I that. I had, and I'm going to make some people mad too. When the first Transformers came out and the new Camaros came out, the, the new sure. models, I was living in Tampa at the time, and uh, I'm not, I'm for, for you stick shift drivers, I'm not a stick shift driver. Right. I had a a a Camaro, uh, I have a, a Camaro 2SS. Right. Uh, stick shift. This thing could. This thing will go, and I'm trying to figure out how to drive this thing. In my neighborhood, I got tired of the shifting, so I end up getting a two SS automatic. You know, all black. Love this thing. I'm I'm at my mom's house. I'm coming from Dublin, Georgia. They got this straightaway, and I said, <laughs> "All right, bro." Just for a minute. Now, now it's what, but Kevin, you know them new cars, right? You barely touch the gas, accelerate, it's going. I said, "All right." I ain't finna have this and not do it, so I hit it. <laughs> It's one of those cars where when you're going 70, you don't even feel it. Feel like you're going like 50. So I hit it. Huh? I got from 70 to like 95 real quick. Huh? So I kept going. Huh? 95, 105. Huh? 120. Huh? I get to about one. <laughs> I get to about one. Uh, it was about, I, I, I want to say it was like 129, 130. I'm going now. It felt like the car was coming off the ground. I was going yeah. so fast. But this is this how fast I was going. I didn't hit the brake. I just took my foot off the accelerator. And in my heart, I'm going, <sighs> like the trees. What, what's the movie with the, with the dogs going? Do the dogs going tree, tree? Yeah, tree. yeah. It was going by so fast. But I will say, I have been in a car that was going about, homie was going about like, was on a track. It was going by like 145. I said, bruh, bruh. I said, uh. <laughs> but I'm just going to no. say, that's the thing. It's the. The you know it's just a desire I got I'm not gonna be in a fast it's like you finally get a Ferrari and it's a, it. and it's a you know it's a station wagon Ferrari no I'm going I'm hitting it and because Kevin because because somebody will go hey Kevin man why are you giving it back oh because I did what I needed to do it <laughs> trust him bro. I mean because certain things because I'm same, not encouraging people to do this by the way never but, but I'm just saying these alleged end, incidents but that at, at the end of the day it's, it's like it's like being it's like having a motorcycle. If you uh, have a motorcycle and you ain't going to hit it. I will no. say this. I had a friend, allegedly, uh, on his motorcycle uh, say he hit like 140, allegedly. And that's what he told me. Like when he said, he goes, I go, what in the world is that like? He goes, honestly, when I'm on it, he's like, all I could think was I hope a squirrel or something doesn't run out in front of the road. And he said, like you said, it was instead of trees, it was telephone poles. He goes, all I could hear was telephone poles going, doom, 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 coming, coming. I was like. That's a little fat. No, I, I, I done seen biker boys. I can't do it. I, you know. I'm, I'm saying. Allegedly, no, 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 happened. But that's why, Kevin. You know. Not encouraging we're gonna, that. We're going to get the F650. It ain't about going fast. It's about going as slow as you can go. It's about being I mean, going, Bob, get out of the way. No, I ain't getting out of the way. I've been, I've been, I've been, been faster than a few what, pickup what kind of cars? I don't know, but on the back of it, it say, yeah, it's me. That's me <laughs> jumping out. I have been faster than some pickup trucks. They will get up and scoot. That's all I'm saying. Exactly, allegedly. Remember that? Dodge, remember that? Dodge, I gotta say, remember, allegedly, remember that Dodge Ram that was real, real fast. That mm -hmm, one time, the Dodge yeah. Ram. That thing used to get up. I got, I got to. Uh, I got to say, allegedly, because you know my <laughs> oldest son is not that far. Yeah. Away from driving age, uh -huh. so I don't want to be giving him any ideas. 
put about what's happening. Get him a car with a governor on it. It's Can't one, of, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like I know kind of some of the dumb stuff I did when I was. A, <laughs> oh, now you get to see. And you. now it's like, uh oh, Dad, you never got a ticket, right? And you're, you're like, absolutely not, son. Dad. It says this car is a four cylinder, but only three of them work. It's fine. <laughs> It's, it's just, just, get, just fine. get back safe, son. That's right. It's smoking. You. It's fine. <laughs> It'll get you from A to B. <laughs> end, of, end of story. No. What were we talking? What were we supposed to talk about? Ronald Lacuna. We were talking about for I mean, you know, CJ Shroud gets a Bentley and it yeah. all just falls it apart. It all just goes crazy. We got, we'll come we got, back. You know. We will talk about Ronald Lacuna. I want to spend some time with this because dude is amazing. Yes. And uh look. He's kind of the anti-brave. And I'll tell you what I mean when we come back. It's three and out, Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Ben, Ronald Acuna is amazing. I think that goes without saying. Oh, yeah, something with Captain Ivy yeah. is about to pop his head out. <laughs> <laughs> Two homers last night. At one point, had a streak going back to the last game uh, against Colorado. Had three homers and three consecutive at-bats. And Ben, what, what's amazing about this is he's in the top ten in steals in – in baseball, he's only played about half the season. He's belting homers. He's got that energy. And Ben, to me, he's kind of the anti-Atlanta Brave, mm-hmm. if you will. When you mm-hmm. think of the great Brave stars, mm-hmm. I mean, pick one. It, I mean, it really does. Yeah. Chipper Jones, Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, John Smoltz, uh, even real Brian McCann, Dave Justice, Ron Gant. Any of the, you know, kind of the, the yeah. Brave stars in years past, They've all been kind of, hey, go about our business, stoic. Yep. Constant, this is the, this is the Freddie Freeman. Yeah, this on, is yeah. the way we're going to go up there yeah, and play. Yeah. And this is the way we're going to do it. Now, I feel like Freddie kind of came around a little bit. I know you when, when he went to the Dodgers, you had Acuna come out and say, like, look, we just – he wasn't about that life. Uh-huh. Okay, that's fine. But I think he kind of came around to it. And you look at Ronald Acuna, they've never had a player like that. Yep. Uh, not that I, don't, I wouldn't say they never had a player that good. Although, if it continues uh, on this career path, that might be a debate. Yep. But you've never had a player that plays like that, like this, who's fast, who's got flair, who plays with a little bit extra uh, in the game. Uh, you know, doing the ice tray, the LeBron dance, doing all that kind of stuff after he hits home runs, and it's a guy that just does stuff next level. And we see it a lot at a lot of uh, you know sporting. Uh, Different sports, I should say, Ben, where you have guys who are like, hey, you guys are out here. You are all really good. I'm still on another level than you guys. And I, I feel like that's what we're watching with Ronald Acuna, where it looks like it's just, hey, we need a big hit here. Boom! And everybody, and he gets hit a lot by other teams who don't want him. Up. I, I, I don't know that the Braves have ever had a guy yeah. quite like him ever. In the history of the franchise. What he is, Kevin, uh, he's a jolt of energy. He, he's the personality. Every, every, there are certain guys. Every no, rule, no, they, but no, no, but they've had personalities before. Not like this. Like this, yeah. And, and I, but this is the thing, right? This is the thing. When you think about the hype of a Ronald Lacuna Jr., right? When he comes up, and, and, and all you hit, no matter who you asking, if it's, if it's Ben Ingram, right? If, if it's, you know, if it's Fred Owens, if it's, you know, if it's Sid Breen, all of them said the same thing. This guy, this guy, this guy. I think what happens is, though, Kevin, is you don't want to take away who he is, right? I love the fact that he's embracing another superstar in Trey Young doing the ice cold. I love the fact that he's doing the little trot. You know, I love the fact he's, you know, he, you know, he's, you know, he's saucing it up and doing different. But he's a great player, though. See, what people don't understand is, right? 
if I do all these things but I'm not a good player, I am bringing attention to myself because of what I lack. No, I only do these things because I am a great player and I got personality. But let's, let's take it a step further. He's not American. He can't speak English. How do I appeal to the American, you know, uh, to, to, uh, to American fans? I got to do this other stuff. Now, he's still that incredible. Like, think about, think about Tatis Jr. I ain't never seen no shortstop that tall. But look at how they played. Look, and I think it's the flair, Kevin, obviously. But I kept telling you this, Kevin. If, it's, if Freddie Freeman's doing this, he looks weird doing it. Right? True, true, true. But, 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 but this is what he really does, though, Kevin. Even though he's anti-brave and anti-traditional, it doesn't seem like it when you're watching him. It doesn't seem I, like I, he's I don't mean like anti-brave. Like, yeah, no, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you get what I'm saying. I, yeah, yeah. I got a text from him. I said, hey, Braves had prime. I, look, they, with no, all due respect, Prime they had a little bit. Prime they did. Prime played in an era where you didn't do some of this no, stuff. No, you, and no, you, you did. They did. With all due respect, BJ Bennett and other people, Ronald Acuna is way better. It ain't even close at this game than Deion Sanders. I, 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 I mean, so, so so much so much so so much so. Think about what the Braves have done since he's been on the Braves. He go to arbitration. No, man, we're just gonna give him a contract extension. What? <laughs> he ain't even been. He ain't even been. His his first full season. Even though it was the second year, his first full season in the majors, he almost went 40-40. Then, I, it's the, look, to be a superstar, man, it has to be impact more than talent. Now, the talent has to be there, which it is. But there aren't, there aren't many players in sports that you want to see him play. Let's just call it what it is. Sure. I want to see Ronald Cooney Jr. play. When he's not on the Braves, you can tell. You can just tell. Because he – and then, look, one of the most beautiful swings I've ever seen – it's probably Ken Griffith Jr. Ronald Cooney Jr. Uh, swing is at this thing. I mean, and he's not, look, he's not Aaron Judge, 6'8". He's not Otani. I think Aaron Judge is like 6'10". I, I, he's not Otani to where I, I got the, I, I'm, I'm elite outfielder and pitcher. I'm not Mike Trout. I look like a freaking linebacker. I'm a regular-sized dude with out-of-this-world talent, like out-of-this-world. And, Kevin, the reason, it's like this. 24 guys, or how many get 24 guys on the roster? I expect them to just, man, just play the play the game, right? That's Ronald. What you mean? That's that's just how he does, man. Like, like in a sense, but I will say this. Ronald Ronald Acuna Jr. plays baseball the right way and his way. He does it both. He plays it the right way. Make no mistake about it. Try, all right, I tell you what. Try to hit a single and try to make it a double. Watch what happened to you. He's throwing you out. So he got the fundamentals. But, boy, he can do anything. Kevin, you say he's already top. In the top five and freaking stolen bases, he ain't even played the whole season. I just think I'm just happy he's a brave because uh, he would be one he, he'd be mad. It's, no it's almost like this: if somebody go, "Hey man, if you watching baseball, Ronald Acuna, I mean, he, he do it a little bit different, and and uh, he's he's and and uh, he seems to be having fun. He is a better player when he's having fun. The fact that against the Diamondbacks, he says, "Hey man, uh, my next one, I'm gonna do the ice, I'm gonna do the ice tray." He got a freaking commercial. He got a logo. <laughs> but you know what he is more than anything? He's likable. People like him, not not the Marlins. No, but but, I, but, 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 but you know. to that end, he plays the game with a passion and a joy. Yes. Uh, I think there's you know some people who play the game with the flair, not necessarily with the joy. The he looks like he is having fun out there playing. And when you say he plays the game the right way, I would say that is true. It, it, Outside of you know some of the celebrations, which I think in today's game people are like, look, that's fine. He doesn't. I've not seen him 
too badly they only show up like the other team yeah it's mostly like this is amazing i don't i haven't seen a whole lot maybe at walker Bueller grand slam he might have uh when he hit in, in the playoffs but I, I think for the most part it is hey this is fun and for as many times as he's been hit and i will say this in, in his defense have we had ronald acuna charge the mound at all nope he's been hit he doesn't necessarily like it but he hasn't also gone out there and caused himself to get thrown out, yep. caused himself to uh, get that rep of, hey, if we hit him, he's going to get frustrated and fight. He has been able to, and he gets hit a lot. He does. And has managed to keep it together. I, I just look at it and say, look, to me, in my lifetime, I've never seen a player like him no. on the Braves. No. Because, like, like, listen, on offense, and if I, you get on base, he can steal. And I, right? And he can hit for power. And I'm, I'm not even talking about just the raw tools, though. I, I'm saying, look, I've not seen a player like Chipper Jones was a great player. He is not no. like him. No. Andrew Jones, a tremendous player. Yes. And we talked about Andrew early. Yes. 10 gold gloves, great outfielder, 400 home runs. I like Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones may be one of the all-time great Braves. At the end of the day, I think Ronald Acuna is going to be better. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we just haven't seen a guy play with that flair, yeah. with that kind of, uh, I think attitude is probably the wrong word, but like that kind of joy, passion brings to the lineup. Oh, brings oh, in there. Oh, oh, Again, he, the Braves were the most blue collar. Like a, he hey, aura, listen, he has an aura about him. So there are certain guys you you just want to you want to be around him. You want you want to see like dude, like like my because obviously we want to see him on TV, but just looking at him, you like look, man, he brings a life to this to this ball club, man. That's hard to do. Like him and Ozzy and Marcel and. Well, I mean, it's, but it's really him. And to think about it, it's almost like this. He says, last game, if I hit another home run, I'm doing the ice tray. He hits two, <laughs> right? And mind you, he's just saying, look, man, I respect it. But, dude, you know what he is? He's box office. There aren't too many players that are box office, right? And, and, and you know what he? But you know what he got to do last year? He had to watch the Braves win it without him because he was hurt. Could you imagine if Ron Lacuna Jr. was in the World Series, baby, when everybody's watching? Which I think they got a good shot as in to get back because it's going to feed him to get back. But Kevin, I'm just saying, man. Like there are certain guys that you play. Randy Moss was box office, man. He gonna do something today. Deion Sanders was box office. He gonna do something today. It ain't most obviously some great players, but there are certain guys you go, you know, MJ, box office, Kobe, box office, LeBron, box office. Most guys, they're really, really good players. And I just think that if you ask anybody about one player in the overall synopsis, oh, this kid, oh, man, this, what, he, can, he can be as good as he want to be. Like, he, he can do it all on, on the baseball diamond, man. And the thing is, you know, he's a regular-sized dude doing it. If he, you know, I mean, he, he, he's, he's, bigger, he's bigger than uh, uh, Alave. You know, just saying. Is it Alave for uh, for uh, Houston? What's his name? Altuve. Altuve. Alave. Chris Alave plays. I, I was Al, like, yeah, I'm sorry, he wide receiver. But I just think too, Kevin. At the end of the day, no, but you're right. At the end of the day, top ten player, only been in the league five years, top ten player. And, I and mean, got, and got and listen, and got a chance, got a chance to me to be the face here real soon. I mean, I think you could say he's top five. Talk about it. Just, I mean, if we're being honest. If you're a top five player in the bigs and you don't pitch, think about that. I am not a starting pitcher. It's even no. starting pitchers to do it. But boy, I'm I trying to. I, t- I, 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 I would say he's top five player in the league right now. I, and, I, and, and I wouldn't disagree. And, I, again, we can debate number one, but I, I, to me he's easily a top five player in Major League Baseball. So much fun to watch. I hope Braves fans, again, and they got him under contract for a while, but 
appreciate what you're seeing, man, because like I said, in all a lot of time of watching baseball, we have not seen a player like this, that flair, that style, come out there and play every single day for this Braves team. It is fun to watch Braves and A's coming up a little bit later tonight. we got another hour to go. Hey, we're counting down college football, 95 days away. We'll talk about that next here on 3 and Out. Good to have you back here. Final hour of the show. He has been Troop. I am Kevin Thomas. We'll have Troop Talk coming up in about 30 minutes. He's been going to talk a little NIL with a uh, gentleman who's got a NIL summit coming up next week at the Hall of Fame in Atlanta. So we'll preview that. Uh, then Ben will talk to him coming up at 5.35. Ben, we are 95 days away from the start of the SEC schedule of college football. I think some teams play the week before, but 95 days away from SEC football. As you see it right now, who's competing with Bama and Georgia in the SEC here in 2022? Oh, man. Uh, wow. Probably Texas a and think that I think the thing about Texas A&M, what they was able to do in 2021, Kevin, that we don't give them enough credit for is they was able to, you know, dethrone that beast known as Alabama. Now, I know doing that two, two years in a row is going to be hard, but you're supposed to build your team to be either better or compete with the best team in your league. Well, they beat Alabama. And I think the thing about Texas A&M is we don't talk about Texas A&M that much because while the while you know they got talent, definitely has the, you know the number one recruiting class in the country. Most teams can't compete with Alabama. Definitely can't beat them, and they find a way to get it done. Jimbo Fisher is a guy that obviously doesn't miss his words. Definitely, if you want to know uh, what's going on, just ask him. But the reason why I say Texas A&M is they're the most stable uh, team, not named Alabama and Georgia. You don't know what's going on. Uh, with Florida right now, a lot of uncertainty because you got a new head coach. While Tennessee got, you know, Coach Heupel and, uh, you know, guys like Hendon Hooker, they can't beat Florida. Kentucky's going to have a really, really good year. They got, you know, they got the run game in the past game. But they got, they got, they, they can't beat Georgia. When you talk about LSU, you know, they're going to, you, you know, they're going to have talent. Brian Kelly, what type of coach is he going to be in the SEC? So many, so much, so many question marks. But I think the thing about Texas A&M, look, you know they're going to have stability at the quarterback position. You know they're going to have stability at the O-line position. You know they're going to have a good running game, and they've beaten Alabama as of late. If Until you beat the best team in your conference. Can you do it two years in a row? Well, that's, that's, well, Kevin, how, how many you know, times can you get over on Bama? I, I don't, I mean, I don't, it's, it's not often. I mean, t- I mean, last time I checked, you know, Johnny Manziel ain't running out that locker room, right? But – I, I'm going to give Texas A&M what they've earned. Texas A&M has been a, a trending team every single year under a guy uh, like Jimbo Fisher. And, it look, it takes a little while to get the culture that you're trying to build there. But number one recruiting class in 2021, which and that's before and that's before you throw up the flag saying, hey, man, whatever it took in 2021, we're going to need that in 2022 or what may have you uh, going forward. But, yeah, Kevin, I, I give it to Texas A&M. I, I just think that while, you know, you're going to have teams that are going to have a shot, Man, you I mean beating Alabama, beating Georgia, whew, that's a tall task. Because nobody reloads like those two schools. Uh the last time I checked in 2021 was the first time Nick Saban lost to not one, but two assistants. Who did it first? Jimbo. Who did it second? Kirby. And I just think that when you start talking about what it what it is to do, the hardest thing to build, right, in any uh in any school is culture. The hardest thing to maintain is stability. You've got to be just, like, stable across the board. You ain't trying to uh, be too high and too low. I think Texas A&M got a good shot at it. And the reason why, Kevin, is you don't hear about it much. Outside of a spat, 
between Nick Saban and Jimbo, you don't hear a lot about coming out of uh, Texas A&M. They just, they just go about their business. It's not going to be any team in Mississippi, Mississippi State or, or Ole Miss. It's not going to be Kentucky. It's not, it's not going to be Ten- – listen, Tennessee can't be Florida. That show as hell ain't going to be no Georgia and Alabama, <laughs> right? I'm just saying, and, and the thing about Kentucky, they're up and down. Can they have a, can they have a repeat performance? It's not going to be South Carolina. And I'm sorry, people say, well, being you ain't mentioned Auburn yet. I haven't. Auburn is not going to beat no Alabama. The last time Auburn beat Alabama, they had a young kid by the name of Bo Nix. He's an Oregon Duck now. So I'm just saying, not going to be Auburn, even though they got Tank Bigsby in the running game. It's not going to be Ole Miss, even though you're going to have Lane Kiffin, you know, in that passing attack. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not going to be Tennessee. It's not going to be Florida. It's not going to be South Carolina. It's got to be them boys from Texas A&M. And like I said, to have beaten Alabama, that's motivation going into this year. Having to beat them again is another thing. And like I – you know, and if you could beat Alabama, you could beat anybody. I don't know how Texas A&M would fare against the Georgia team. Maybe they would have a better shot if they're doing it at Kyle Field, which, you know, good luck with that, especially with those three-headed monsters at tight end. And you know they're going to be better on defense if they reload like nobody. But give me Texas A&M. They got as good a shot as any. But it's easy for me to say that sitting here in this – that's you know, true. Nice studio, but I, I don't see nobody else, Kevin, that meet the talent threshold to beat them. Yeah, you got a lot of guys, uh, a lot of teams, I think, that are close – uh, but again, you mentioned Tennessee. I think they're going to be a sexy pick come July yeah. to not to beat Georgia, but yeah. to be in the mix. Yes. Uh, and you look at Tennessee; they've lost a horrendous amount of games in a row to Alabama. Yes. I think they're like two and ten in their last twelve against Georgia. I think they're what one and fourteen in the yeah. last decade and a half against Florida. Yeah. I is bad. Like you're not going to compete for anything unless you can beat two two of those three teams. And I don't know that Tennessee. It's quite there yet. Their offense is coming up. What I will say, uh, Ben, for all the talk of, uh, you know, Alabama and Georgia at the top, where the league is getting better, where the league is getting better, is quarterback play. Uh, quarterback play in the SEC this year going to come up. And you and I were talking five, six years ago, it was a lot of still, we're going to play defense, we're going to get after the quarterback, and we're going to still run the football. And in the last handful of years, uh, you, you had maybe one or two quarterbacks, but it seems like this year around the SEC, you've got a good handful of guys who are really, really good. Obviously, there at Alabama, everybody knows the story there. You're going to have, what, Zach Calzada came over to Auburn. Yep. You have um, the young man from Central Florida, Dylan Gabriel, uh, going over there to Ole Miss. Yes. K.J. Jefferson is back in Arkansas. Uh, Anthony Richardson is back. For a full or coming yeah, for a Stetson full year, Bennett, I mean, you've upgraded there. Stetson Bennett is a national Will, championship Will winning Will quarterback. Levis. Will Levis and uh, Hendon Hooker uh, there in oh, the East. So, I mean, not. you you have a number of guys who have been established and have played a lot of football, still standing there at the quarterback spot. I think to me, the SEC is going to be a lot of fun to watch from the quarterback position because you have a lot of really really good quarterbacks. When that, when the one thing the SEC has done over the last you know, five, six, seven years is the quarterback play has met the talent threshold that was – it used to be everything not named a quarterback. It was the running backs. It was the linebackers. It was the O-line. It was the D-line. It was the, it was the receivers. Okay quarterback play. Now, I mean, Kevin, it's almost like once – it's not saying they're the reason why. Alabama embraced the, the wide-open passing game. Started with Jalen Hurst, then you go to Tua, then you go to Mac, then you go to Bryce. Then you start talking about, you know, uh, you know, you start talking Matt Corral at Ole Miss. And now you get a hidden hooker coming over from Virginia Tech to Tennessee. It's like you said, look, when the quarterback is the headliner, it is easy to market a team. When the quarterback is the headliner, why? Man, Jordan Davis is great. Who's Jordan Davis? Big time D tackle. I don't really know D tackles like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, you, you know, know uh, him. You, you don't know, know a lot Brock, of Brock, yeah. you know, Brock Powers is great. Who is that? Uh, tight end for Georgia. It's like they, that's listen. They want to market college the same way they market the pros. You Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks, Hendon Hooker and the Tennessee Vol. Because think about it, Kevin. At the end of the day, it's easy to brand the ones. Who touched the ball every play on offense? That's that's that they've been doing that before we even heard what announcing was. Dun, 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 Joe Montana and the San Francisco 49ers, right? So right. I just I just and 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 the thing is though, not only are they headliners, they good. Like once he and the hooker got the got the ball, you know, once they gave him, you know, uh the starting job in Tennessee, look at what look at how they took off. I mean, it's one thing to have, you know, you run a hundred, you want to run a hundred plays a game, where you want to have a quarterback that can keep you ahead of chains and scoring points. So yeah, Kevin, the quarterback play in the SEC is back, you know, being headlined by Bryce Young, who's a Heisman Trophy winner, but Stetson Bennett, who is the national champion, it is going to be incredible to see. But if you've got to play the Alabama Crimson Tide in 2022, may God bless you, because it is going to be rough, <laughs> because the two top players in the country on offense and defense, both reside in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, everybody said last year was the year to get them, and they only got got oh, oh, in the yeah, national championship. Oh, oh, they oh, got, got, got at Texas A&M and the national championship game, and that was it. <laughs> now, as you said, they're bringing back a lot more talent. But the, uh, again, Ben, the SEC, to me, uh, that that is going to be the biggest differentiator of this league yeah. the next couple of years is that, and then you look out there with Oklahoma and Texas coming in. Quinn Ewers has transferred to Texas. Who knows? I mean, Allegedly, uh, you know, Arch Manning is down in Georgia and Texas. He got, he got I mean, a Quentin Quinn. He's yeah. got a nice little deal, too. He did. We'll talk about that. Yeah. In a but, uh, you know, the quarterback play in this league, I mean, I'm going back, and it, as you said, it was defense dominated, offensive, defensive line dominated, skill position guys, and then you had quarterbacks who were out there who could make some plays. I'm not saying you didn't have exceptional yeah, guys, yeah. but I mean, I'm trying to go back, and at one point you had, um, it's kind of that. Th- at one point, everybody thought it was like, "Oh, you had uh, Tebow." Um, you had Cam Newton there. No, I'm saying, but at one point, uh, the, the big the big ones were Tebow. Uh, was Matt Stafford there around the Tebow time, or I think, am I not going back far enough? Johnny Manziel was um, Tebow, and then you had uh, well, it was going to be Mitch Mustaine at the time. He came in that kind of uh-huh. wave where it was like you had three really yes. big, uh, really big. Uh, Big names, big names at quarterback. But that was it. It was like you had three big ones and everybody else was kind of like, you know, they're good, maybe not elite, great top flight quarterback. Now you got some guys that are really, really good yeah. uh, that are going to get some time, some talk in the NFL draft mm-hmm. and some of those things. So to, to me, I look at it and, you know, I, I say that's the big differentiator again to me in the SEC. We say, hey, they're still getting D linemen. You're still getting linebackers, corners, wide receivers. You start getting the Joe Burrows. And the Jalen Hurts and you know, those guys coming in, and all of a sudden you're adding the quarterback piece on top of that. that, that that's why the SEC and, and, teams and, have and, become and, and, and so the, hard to and beat. And the crazy part about it is, Arch Manning is going to be in the SEC no matter what. It's coming down to <laughs> yeah. Texas and Georgia. It's not. I think that's against the rules, right? Like he can't go to another conference, right? I mean, it's probably like, yeah, he can't. I, I mean, mean, Archie, I mean, we, Archie we, Manning said I mean, we're that. not going to yeah, San Diego yeah, Chargers. So I mean, day, at the end of the day, he's going to be in the SEC, right? And he goes, yeah, but Texas recruit him. They go on the SEC. And, you know, with these Texas players getting, you know, Aston Martins and Lamborghinis, what the hell are they going to give Arch Manning? A plane? Who knows? But I think, Kevin, when the quarterbacks are the headliners, that is great for the conference. Bryce Young going to be a top pick, defending Heisman Trophy winner. 
Stetson Bennett, defending national champion. You talk about Hendon Hooker. You talk about Will Levis. You know, you talk, you know, you talk about a guy like uh, you know Anthony Richardson. All these guys, Will Levis, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, slide to be top ten picks. It was only one quarterback taken, right in twenty twenty two. That is that will not be the case in twenty twenty three. It is going to be loaded. I just hope that these boys, well, they are ready for the big time. But like I say, if you got to pay them by, them boys from Tuscaloosa, if twenty twenty one was the year to get them. 2022, you will be got if you got to play them. Because they're gonna be on, they're gonna be on the revenge tour, Kevin. And if Bryce Young play every snap, you talking about 65, 70 touchdowns, depending on how bad it can get. And that's passing people, by the way. Wow. <laughs> Again, SEC football gonna be a lot of fun uh moving forward. We got more to come here on three and out. Troop talk coming up right around the corner. As uh, we said, Ben's got uh, talking with uh, again, I just I totally blanked on his name just now. Jason, Jason Pelzer. Jason Pelzer. Big NIL Summit in Atlanta next week at the College Football Hall of Fame. And some big NILs out there. And how's this thing? It's just changing every single day. We'll talk about that next. It's 3 and Out, Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you along here, 3 and Out, on this Wednesday. Ben, glad you're making us. Well, you're always with me. I'm glad everybody is making us a part of the day along with uh, Ben Troop here with us. You got Jason Belzer coming up for Troop Talk, talking NIL, and you talk about uh, the NIL deals out there and the ever-changing landscape. I know you'll you'll get into a lot of this, but today you saw you're seeing CJ Shroud getting a Bentley. Quinn Ewers, has there anybody ever rolled as deep as Quinn Ewers? Nope. Um, left high school early, got nope. a million dollar NIL deal, Chip. didn't play at, at 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 Ohio State. Nope. Now apparently has an Aston Martin. Aston. Uh, Martin. As, an Aston Martin deal, yep. and he's at Texas. And might I remind you, has not played. Nope, nope. He's the man with the blonde mullet. You gonna know him when you see him. No, I will say this, Kevin. NIL is the new wave. Like, think about this. Now, we talk about a lot of things, right? Transfer portal, college football playoff expansion. You know, uh, uh, are, are we are we gonna uh, is uh. Is, uh, is the P5 going to remain the P5 or other teams going to keep uh, breaking out to try to make these super conferences? It's NIL. Now, you hear Quinn. Yours, you know, I mean, you hear yours. You hear uh, Bijan. Uh, you hear, uh, you know, C.J. Stroud and company. Well, people say, man, why is that going to work? Because they want the top players. I want the top running back. Right. I want the top quarterback. I don't want a quarterback. And that's, and that's, and that's, and, and, and Kevin, the world of NIL is, is ever changing. Like I said, I w- listen, listen. We got a new website. It's called free99.com. <laughs> Me and Kevin are gonna be trying to show. I, I'm always trying to look. I, look I, I'm, I'm gonna say this because I know people say this all the time. Ben, it's quote easy for you to say that you went to floor. It took me three years to understand what my role was on the team. But let's say I was in college right now. I've been broke a long time. I don't need a whole bunch of money, but I'll take some free stuff. It's about using the leverage you have to get something while you're in school. If you think for one second they finna let Bijan, the running back, you know, Africa, Texas, leave the state, leave Austin in that Lamborghini, you are sadly mistaken. If you think that Aston Martin finna leave Austin, you're sadly mistaken. If you think uh, that Lamborghini or, uh, or, or what, 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 what does uh, C.J. Stroud get? Uh, a Bentley. A Bentley. For the leave. No. But Kevin, it don't got to leave. You know, you're going to see me going up to the wreck 
pulling up in a nice Bentley <laughs> with the with, with the with the team issue shorts on. I, I, with, the, with the listen, with the flip flops and the wife beater with the ketchup and mustard yeah. stains on it. No, I, I I think I think Kevin, this nil thing. The reason why it's good that they post every time somebody gets something, because people said, why would they? Cause man, it's different. Listen, it's different. It's different. Uh, it's different situations for different people. It's a marketing thing. For every listen, for every Bentley, you got a bunch of car dealerships out there. Hey, I don't. I listen. I want something to drive, right? You know. Cause, you know, because I'm just saying. I mean, at the end of the day, when I be thinking about NIL, I be thinking about how does it benefit everybody. Right now, it's not benefiting everybody outside the fact that it's there. I mean, I've seen certain things, Kevin, and now there, there's legislation going in place to where you can do NILs with high school students. Now, high school players. Now, that, ladies and gentlemen, is slippery. Because I'm sorry. If you are, if you are rolling the dice with college athletes, you're going to do high school? My nephew in high school, and I love him. That boy come to me saying, but um, somebody gave me who? Who gave you a car? Where they at? Go in the bathroom and uh, look up under the sink and get the baby powder. What? Just bring it to me. You, you, because, because I think Kevin, what's happening is right now there is no lid on nil. You do what you want to do, and right. guess, and guess who's not gonna make lid? I'm not gonna be the school do it. I'm not gonna be the state do it, cause I got to enforce it. <laughs> Greg Sankey will talk about everything. And listen, he'll talk about he'll talk about potentially going to the, you know going going to their own uh, doing their own thing, having their own championship, having their own natty, you know, bridging off from the NCAA. What about NIL? What about it? <laughs> what about transfer point? What about it? Because at the end of the day, Kevin, nobody wants to touch NIL because you know whoever it is, your phone will blow up. You're gonna have to get another one because people are gonna be calling off the hook from every state. So right now, though, shout out to all the players. I think it's a great thing. I think it's a step in the right direction. But, Kevin, NIL should be called perception versus reality. The perception of it is I'm a, I'm a college athlete, and I can make money off my name and name likeness. Reality is no one knows who the hell you are. I There's some not, of you. Yeah. yeah. And, and listen, and it, and it, is, and it, is, it is more of I don't know who you are than who you are. Because it is, has C.J. Stroud and had that game and stuff. So now he's bigger because he got it. Right? But but, you know he ain't keeping it though. Or once, <laughs> or once he once he get drafted, it's going back. Hey man, I'm I'm gonna need that back. And I guarantee you, watch and see if you keep seeing the same car keep you know getting getting recycled <laughs> over and over and over again. I'm just saying, hey man, we go to the same dorm rooms over and over and over again. E- eat the same eat the same uh, cafeterias over and over and over again. What you mean you want a green one? Paint it. What you mean you want a green? So that so but but I am happy for the players. I just think that. We need to have more of a floor before we can even talk about a ceiling. We don't sure. even know what the freaking floor is. Yet. Well, and I think that's the biggest thing is uh, nobody knows what the actual market is out there uh, because we ha- haven't had it set. And, again, I think uh, at some point these places are going to want some kind of return on investment. I think it's kind of the thing to do. Universities are, I'm sure, been quietly saying, yeah, hey, every time we get a deal, just throw it out there. Why? It ain't our money, right? Just throw it out there. Hey, our guy, come here and we can get you deals. Our guys are all getting there. You know, we got a lot of guys getting deals. Um, but I'm interested to see uh, when, when you chat with Jason Belzer, like just where do they see this thing going? Because it, it, it is, it changes rapidly, Ben. It went from, uh, hey, we can, uh, who was who the, uh, the young man at Connecticut that kind of, I, I want to say kind of, it wasn't really NIL, but kind of <laughs> pushed it towards going that direction. The young man at Connecticut played basketball. Shabazz like, Napier. Shabazz Napier said, look, 
We just, we just want food, man. I, I, think like, you know, I like, just want to have a championship, man. I'm hungry. No, I'm saying, but, 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 yeah. but that's where it started. Yeah, like it I said, is. hey, the first argument was, hey, man, I played sports in college. I just want some money to, to get pizza and take my girl to the movies. That's how it started, right? To, hey, why, why can't we get, why is it illegal for our university, who we play for, to give us food? Why, why can't we have snacks and extra things while we are traveling with the team, mind you, mm-hmm. uh, to, to take care of those things? So it went to that. Then it went to, hey, why can't Todd Gurley, why, why, why can't I sign my name on a piece of paper and make some, some money off of it? Oh, no, you're going to sit out. Yep. Why can't I exchange some tattoos for autographs and appearances and things, Ohio State? Somebody made up a great point. Jim Trestle got fired because of that. Yep. Now, this is happening every day, right? So it went from that to that to, hey, DJU is going to get a million dollars. Yep. Why? Because he's a preseason Heisman candidate. He's going to be the face of college football town, USA, Dr. Pepper, all that. And it went up there crazy. Then it was, hey, our boosters got our whole team a deal. What do you mean? Well, our boosters run a company full of energy bars. BYU did this. And they just said they hooked up the whole team with something. And all of our walk-ons are getting their scholarship or getting their tuition paid. And it evolved very, very quickly, Ben, to where it was, what is, what is everybody getting to? Guys going D2, getting $2 million. You're going, a D2 player is getting a $2 million? Like, that doesn't even make sense. And I, I wonder how this thing develops if it's going to start to fall into more of a thing like, look, man, I know you want NIL, but let's be real. You're third string. You're not playing. You It's probably not going to happen. Yeah. I, and, and I think we're slowly yeah. evolving to that yeah. point where, hey, you're C.J. Stroud, Heisman Trophy frontrunner. You're going to have a big yeah. NIL deal. Your name is Arch Manning. Yeah. The end, like yeah. you're going to have a big uh, NIL deal. It, that, those things I think everybody gets. I think where it starts looking weird is like, hey, man, all the second string guys just got 50 grand. And you're going, but for a marketing deal, they don't even play. Yeah. But like 10 snaps a game. Yeah. So I think that's the stuff that I would like to see kind of even out where it kind of looks like a true, I mean, second string running backs don't get endorsement deals a whole lot. No. In the NFL. And I think that's where I think I'd like to see a little more reality set in where it's like, hey, guys who are getting endorsement deals are getting endorsement deals because they, what quote, earned it and it's worth it. Not just, hey, we're trying to, Subvert the recruiting process by hooking dudes up. Two words. That's right. That's two words. Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford is the reason why you got a Ricky Wade scale in the as, National as, Football League. As they should have. Because, because, because he didn't do anything to get it. It's Listen, 50% of it is you. You, you get to earn another 50 But like I said, Kevin, if it's all college athletics, women and men, young sure. women and young men, and everybody ain't benefiting from it, that's a problem. I don't care that he and him and him got this. I should get something. Well, Ben, what do you mean by something? Something can mean a lot of things. <laughs> Do something though. Because a lot of things because, can be something. Think about this: when Shabazz neighbor said snacks, he didn't. He didn't specify what kind of snacks, did he? They they gave you all the snacks you can get. Because when I went to uh, uh, speak at the University of Florida last time, I was there with my daughter. My daughter went, "Daddy, look at all these snacks. Grab them up, baby. Because <laughs> they, they for the free. Open up the back. Open them up. <laughs> hey man, give me one of them backpacks. Them on them double bags back yeah. there. We'll see though. <laughs> We've got more to come. Again, NIL continues to evolve. Ben's going to sit down with Troop Talk with uh, Jason Belzer. Uh, got an NIL summit coming up at the College Football Hall of Fame yep. next week, and we'll get more on that when we return for Troop Talk. This is 3 and Out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. 
Now, it's Troop Talk with Ben Troop. If we're not victorious, let no one come back alive. Not that kind of troop. This kind. What up, everybody? I am Ben Troop. This is Free and Out, and every week, I sit down with one of the best among us, man, with my feature segment called Troop Talking. With all things NIL, name and image like there's so many things going on with these student athletes getting an opportunity to potentially make money off his and her name and image like my next guest, you might as well call him the expert on it. He is the founder of Athletic Director U as well as the founder of Athlete NIL, the great Jason Bells. What's going on with you there, Jason? Hey, Ben, appreciate you having me on today. Now, Jason, I mean, uh, I, before we get to it, you got this NIL summit uh, going on, uh, you know, June uh, 13th through the 15th up there at the in Atlanta, Georgia, at the College Football Hall of Fame. Talk about what we can expect from the NIL summit and, uh, you know, what type of guests do you guys are expecting to have, uh, have on board next week? Sure. So we are hosting more than 600 people next week in Atlanta, including several hundred student athletes from around the nation uh, for an amazing three-day event. It's a celebration of the student-athletes and what they've accomplished in this past year over NIL, but also focused around professional development and education, uh, helping give some knowledge to these student-athletes on how to leverage and maximize their opportunities from an NIL standpoint. We have some amazing companies, brands, and platforms involved, Meta, WWE, Invesco, Under Armour, Campus Legends, and many more, and the the curriculum will be taught by the experts in the field. And so individuals like Triple H from WWE and Tim Tebow, uh, of course, of University of Florida fame, uh, will be there to help educate these student-athletes on making the most of their four or five years as a student-athlete in college. Jason, you said uh, it's going to be taught by the experts. Why is it so important that we make sure that the people who are the best at it are teaching these guys and not, you know, all these Johnny-come-latelys who think they know everything about NIL, and when you ask them to break it down, they're giving you their opinion of it and not necessarily the science of it? Yeah, that's right. I mean, part of the challenge with name, image, and likeness, and this will always be a challenge, is that it's fleeting. And what I mean by that is that a student-athlete comes in, they're 18 years old, and they are young. They're just getting either settled into college. They have a lot going on between their academic and athletic pursuits. And now they have this very short window of four or five years to make the most of, of name, image, and likeness. And that's not just about making money. That's about how do you leverage NIL to potentially launch your life after college, right? The vast majority of these student athletes are not going to be pros. And so they need to leverage NIL to be able to get an internship, eventually get a job. And so to your question, you need to hear it from the horse's mouth. You need to get the right information as succinctly as possible and be able to go and execute on that information. And if you're hearing from 50 different people who actually don't have any expertise but they're pretending to be, then you're, you're not going to be able to do what you need to do. And the challenge with NIL is that everyone can say they're an expert, right? Ben, you can say you're an NIL expert tomorrow, say you're an NIL agent. You can do whatever you want. And what does an 18-year-old student know better? And so it's up to us, individuals that have credibility in the space, in education, higher ed, and college athletics, to say we are going to be the ones that are going to help educate these student-athletes and bring the real 
subject matter experts to the table to do that. Talking with Jason Bells of the founder of Athletic Director U as well as Athlete NIL, you said, I've always dreamed of creating a place and a platform for student athletes to come together and help shape the future of college athletics. How much of what the NIL summit is going to do, Jay, is going <coughs> to, excuse me, kill, kill a lot of myths. There's a lot of myths out there, as you mentioned. Now, now Jason, you said, Ben, you could be an NIL expert. I am not. Make sure that uh, I don't get in no trouble because I think what happens is sometimes, right, something new happens. We hear about it. We want to be. We want to be for it. We obviously we own being a former athlete. I want to. I'm always an advocate for the current athlete. But how much disinformation is out there right now that y'all gonna have to debunk throughout this NIL summit? I would say that 99 percent of it is disinformation. There is, and and that's that's our world, right? There's a lot of noise out social media and everywhere else. And very few people actually have the true subject matter expertise to be able to speak to those things. And so part of what we are hoping to accomplish with this event, and you will see it, you know, on social media because we're going to end up trending because of the number of followers that we have in that room, right, the hundreds of millions of people that we're going to be able to reach, is to be able to showcase the power of student-athletes, the power that they have, and they come together, and also to be able to disseminate the knowledge that they, their peers, need. You know, one of the things that we have to, the challenges that we face is that there's hundreds of thousands of student-athletes. We don't have that coming to our event, right? There's only a, sim, a limited amount. And so what we did was we asked each university to say, send the top kids from your programs, but specifically the ones that we're going to come learn and then take that knowledge back and give it to their teammates. Send your team captains, your SAC presidents, your All-Americans, ones that care about not only what they're doing, but also what their teammates, classmates are doing. And so we're hopeful that even though there's a few hundred student athletes at the event, that eventually the information that they're going to learn and gather is going to help affect tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. Talking with Jason Bells, the uh, founder of Athletic Director U, as well as Athlete NIL. You said you, you said you guys are going to have 600 student athletes, 40 of those being HBCU student athletes. How important is it to make sure that the HBCU sector is involved in this event? Because you look at what HBCUs are doing specifically, trying to get that exposure, which they don't usually get like the P5s or the G5s. But how is it, how important is it to make sure you got HBCU representation in the building, like you said, to go back and you know, give that information to their coaches, teammates, and really just everybody who wants to know. Very important. When we started this event, we made a commitment to ensure that we were going to have HBCU representation at the event. All of those HBCU student athletes are going to be there, and that comes at no cost to them or their schools. It's being completely paid for by our sponsors. Um, and the reality is that those institutions don't have the resources to be able to educate their student-athletes in the way that they should, right? They're not Georgia and Florida and Alabama that can spend the money doing this type of education. But why is it that student-athletes at HBCUs shouldn't equip with the knowledge and resources to do what they need to do? In fact, they probably need it more than the kid at Florida and Alabama because chances are they're not going to go pro chances are they're going to have a, uh, a much steeper hill to climb once they graduate from school in order to land a job. And so the irony of all of it is that the HBCU student-athletes may be 
the biggest beneficiaries of NIL, but don't necessarily have access to the information they need. And so that's what we're trying to accomplish here. Give them access. Talking with Jason Barrels and talking about all things in NIL, NILSummit.com. For those of you who are trying to get involved with the NIL Summit going on and at the College Football Hall of Fame June 13th through the 15th, you said I'm incredibly proud that the that at Athlete NIL is partnering with INFLCR and the College Football Hall of Fame. The College Football Hall of Fame is the epicenter. If you've never had a chance to go there, the little boy in you will come out. I had a chance to go there a couple of years ago. They literally had to kick me out because I fa- I was fanboying in that thing the whole time. Jason, what goes into an undertaking known as the NF- uh, NIL Summit, and how much man hours did it take to even get something like this to come to the forefront? Thousands and thousands of man hours. It's, it, it's something that I've been thinking about for 20 years since I was a student athlete at Rutgers, and we have been planning this event for more than two years. Um, and obviously, you know, NIL and we started last summer, so we were kind of in uh, incognito mode uh, until things actually have, you know, became official earlier this year. It's been a lot of work. And, um, you know, the good news is that we've laid a very, very strong groundwork and foundation for what we hope will be an event that will only grow in the future. Our intention is to make this event kind of the South by Southwest of NIL. And this year we have a few hundred students. Next year we'll have a a few thousand, hopefully. Um, And so we're excited. And uh, it's all about executing now. And I think that everybody that will attend the event will have a lot of fun. They'll walk away with a lot of knowledge and information, and uh, hopefully it will uh, it'll be a launching off point for us for next year and other future projects. This is Troop Talk. I am Ben Troop. He is Jason Belzer talking, talking all things NIL, NILSummit.com, June 13th to the 15th, going down at the College Football Hall of Fame. And, Jason, before I let you out of here, when I think about college athletics, as a person that went through the process, as a person that's extremely humbled and blessed to have gone through the process – College athletics is changing. It's changing very, very rapidly. None bigger than NIL. You've heard about it for years and years and years. Athletes should get paid. Athletes should get paid. But I think it's more about the knowledge base. It's not about making money, as you mentioned. It's about the build, having collaborations, having partnerships, having resources, having people within the, within these you know within these uh, uh, NIL walls to be able to help you be able to go out there and navigate the rest of your life. Do you really understand? what you're doing come the 13th through the 15th because there's no turning back and everybody has a legacy moment. And sometimes we don't know it's a legacy moment. Do you realize your legacy moment is begun before today, but come the 13th, hey man, this thing is gone. Yeah, and that's true. And you said it's not about, it's not necessarily about making money. It's about learning how to make money. It's about learning how to be an entrepreneur in the creator economy. It's about learning how to build relationships with people it's about learning how to build your brand, and that's a process that never ends, right, Ben? You were a former college athlete. You went on to the NFL. Now you are in the media business and doing other things. Those are lessons that have, you know, that you've built over the course of your life. And wouldn't it have been great if somebody taught you all of those things when you were just twenty or twenty-one years old? Would have made your life much easier, wouldn't it? Have? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, the thing, the, the thing about it, when I saw what you guys were doing, I said, this is it. Everybody has something in their mind. And I think what happens is being a former athlete or being an entrepreneur or just wanting to get out here in the business world, we don't like to admit when, hey, man, that's, that's, that's a better idea than mine. That's, I was thinking of something, but this is all of everything I was thinking in one, in one function under one roof. And like you mentioned, it's about it's about understanding these things, not just, you know, doing these things. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, being in the media industry right now, just enjoying every single aspect of it, I'll be able, you know, I'm, I'm able to go out and, you know, meet people like yourself or interview people like yourself because I want to know, the, I wanna know, you know, the Wizard of Oz. I want to know the man behind the curtain. I think a lot of times when people be doing things, we don't know who to talk to. When I saw what you guys were doing, obviously I know Darren Heitner and what everything he's doing. I can just appreciate the fact that, it takes a person who really understands the business, who understands the student-athlete experience, who say, hey, this is what you guys need. And we are saying we are the end-all, be-all uh, situation when it comes to NIL. I mean, Jason, I appreciate you taking the time today. He is Jason Belzer. For those of you who don't know, he is the founder of Athletic Director U as well as Athlete NIL. It is going down at the NFL – I'm sorry, NILsummit.com. NIL Summit going on at the College uh, Football Hall of Fame June 13th through the 15th. Tim Tebow going to be in the building. Triple H going to be in the building. They're going to be giving out awards. People going to be dressed to the nines. Atlanta already got, you know, the epicenter of college football. Now it's going to be the epicenter of NIL. Ladies and gentlemen, he is Jason Belzer. He is going to be very, very hard to get in contact with after the 15th. I'm just happy he, uh, you know, would grace me with his time today. Jason, I appreciate you, sir. Of course. My pleasure, Ben. Look forward to our next conversation. All right. Welcome back to 3 and Out. I am Ben Troop. That is not Kevin Thomas. That is the great P.J. Zuko. Kevin had to go, uh, you know, handle some family business. You know how it goes sometimes. But definitely appreciate Jason Bells for breaking down all things NIL Summit. Make sure and go to NILSummit.com. Uh, June 13th through the 15th, going to be in Atlanta, GA, at the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, Jason, appreciate you coming on with True Talk. But, uh, P.J., before we get out of here, I mean, look, we're talking about NILs. We're talking about these deals. You hear, you know, viewers getting – uh, uh, Aston Martin, you hear uh, Bijan, uh, the running back of Texas, getting uh, a Lamborghini, CJ Stroud, uh, getting a, you know, getting Bentleys. How do you feel about the NIL thing and, and where do you see the NIL going? Man, it's wild. Um, for, for the grand scheme of things, the grand picture of, of NIL, I think it's I think it's pretty good. Like, I, I don't have a major problem with it by any means. I'm, I'm happy for the players that they're able to value. And, and create value and revenue off their own likeness. I think that's something, of course, that, that should have happened a long time ago. Um, I, I think it does get tricky when you start talking about play, paying player salaries and things like that. Yeah, but yeah, for yeah. NIL specifically, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's a really good thing. Um, now, obviously, they can go out and get the kind of deals they, they need to or they want to. Yeah. Does that come with Lamborghini sometimes? <laughs> it might. <laughs> you know, does yeah. it come with enough money that they can choose what they want to do and is that a new car is that it maybe it does but hey that that's fine and that's what that's the product that they've been able to create for themselves and as themselves and i think that's really solid now do i think we need to confine what's what's right and what's wrong what's legal what's not in these things or yeah. what's against the rules and what's not yes i think so but that can be tricky with something new like this, and I, I think that is ultimately something we will see, something we should see. But um, the grand scheme of things, I think it's a very good thing, and hopefully it can um, get, kind of get molded into something that's not harmful for anybody or not harmful for the players and, and productive for them and 
is especially in their best interest. Yeah, I agree. I can't agree. I, I couldn't agree more. I think sometimes uh, when you get you have something new, people want to talk about how do we do it. Well, we need to have. A, we need to know what it is that we're doing. I mean, you yeah. drive by a house. We've all seen a house being built, right? First, they start with the foundation, then they put the boards up, then they put the roof up. Well, this house been sitting there for years, and all we got is the foundation up, no roof, no, 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 uh, no interior, no anything, no carpet. But hopefully, everything, you know. Uh, I think what it is now, uh, PJ, no one wants to set the rules because they're going to have to be the end-all, be-all. But shout-out yeah. to the players. Shout-out to the young ladies who are definitely who are, who are well above the young men right now. They just don't get the publicity that they should. But NIL, it ain't college football expansion. It ain't transfer portal. The wave of the future with college athletics is NIL. Definitely want to definitely appreciate Jason Belzer uh, coming on for this week's, uh, you know, our version of True Talk, you know, our founder of Athletic Director U as well as Athlete. NIL. Look, man, we always appreciate you guys taking time. Appreciate the homie AC That's you know, doing doing his drop every single day. I mean, PJ probably gonna be getting a uh, fan mail coming from AC. But look, uh, make sure listen, listen, make sure I go for always follow us on uh, on social media at Pigskin Radio. You can listen, you can look, see us live on Twitter, Facebook. I am being true. He is PJ Zuko. This is three and out. We appreciate you guys taking the time, you know, giving us your listening ear. See you guys tomorrow on a Thursday edition. Peace.